band? Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. For, uh, I don't really know when. Doesn't today, matter. it's today, it's for today. This is the uh, Laced Up Hockey Podcast bonus episode uh, where we rank the entire catalog of Arkell songs. Uh, all 61 tunes. We're going to go through them. I'm James Cole. Still. Oh, I thought there was more sentence there. I'm, oh, I'm uh, Brutes Spataglia. Uh, oh, sorry, we're not just ending sentences From the north randomly. Side? There we go. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't, uh, there's nothing to talk about. Like, I don't need to, you know. Yeah. Not writing much right now. It's like a business card. Yeah, like if the podcast isn't happening, then there's not really any writing happening. Like, that's just kind of, they just correspond, so. We're, uh, we're joined by a special guest today. Arkell's insider, expert, and uh, consumer of their product, uh, the lady of the liquor. Consumer of their product. Um, I have a t-shirt. Oh well, a per yeah. All right, it just made it yeah. It made it sound like you drink their wine or something. <laughs> like it's I would tragically hip brand <laughs> wine kind of thing. Yeah, the the lady of the liquor, the Woj bomb herself. Yeah. Um, Miss Mi- Miss Miss James Cole in a, in well, a well, sense. Hey, well, now, come on, now. I went I went Miss. So it implies oh, a lack you. of marriage. Yeah, right? yes. yeah. Thank it's you It's like so a con- it implies more of a Commonwealth situation. Yeah, there. If you like it, then you should have put it. Welcome. Yes, hello. Welcome. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. Um, how how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm a bit nervous. A bit. Uh, a wee bit nervous. Well, not drunk enough. First podcast. Not drunk enough. No, first first podcast I hear. It, yes. Wow. You're correct. Um, no experience on the podcasting. Uh, what experience do you bring on the Arkell front? Why, why should we have you on today? Well, because I'm already here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you've asked me I, to do I, this. Like, you guys were recording, so I guess I'm just going to be on it. I kinda, yeah. I listened to all the songs. I did the homework. Um... But you forgot one, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to later. You've been to uh, two Arkell shows, I believe. Mm-hmm. You've met Max Kerman. Yeah, almost twice. Almost. You <laughs> 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 could say that about anything, really. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've almost been to Disney World yes. before. I've almost met twice. him once. And How many times have he... you been? Well, zero, but... <laughs> And saw him in passing the second time. That was a fun story. I got very nervous and didn't say anything. You, you, you want to tell that story quick? That was a that was a you and I thing. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll let I'll let you take that away before we get to the the songs. Okay. Well, we were on the path <laughs> in, <laughs> in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. We were in Toronto. We were very lost. Um, just eager to get to the hotel. It was snowing outside. We wanted to get there. And James was trying to figure out where we were going, and I just turned around and I was like, we're just going to ask the next person that walks by. And who walks by but Max Kerman with his headphones in, and I go silent. And James was like, why didn't you ask him? And I'm like, that was Max Kerman. He's very busy. I had, I had my head like half in my phone <laughs> trying to figure out where we were. I was like, ah, oh, so you know, didn't see? Max. I, I didn't see him coming. I was just like, yeah, no, for sure. Ask the next guy, and I'm like trying to figure it out my phone, and then this guy walks by, and it was just to me, it was like, well, why didn't you ask him? Like not knowing who it was, right? So, yeah, pretty funny. Yes, tweeted at him. He liked it. Another <laughs> nervous moment yeah. on my part. Where were didn't you staying? Oh, what was? Uh... 
I don't know. Where were we that trip? That was friend the John that, Mulaney. No, that was the John Mulaney episode. Mm-hmm. We were at that the hotel. Sheraton. No, we were at that no. hotel right next to the Sony right by, Center yeah. Performing Arts. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. It was fine. It was a very like hipster classy. hotel. It was a little artsy. Nice. Yeah, That's what you it like. was very nice. Yeah. Max Kerman did not tell us how to get there, but no. uh, he almost did. So yeah. we. Uh, I like those hipstery hotels. They usually have good coffee. And things yeah. like that, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. Um, I, it's a, it is worth mentioning that we are recording this from a hotel. Yeah. Um, we are at the Days Inn, so very hipster, modern, uh, local. This week's episode uh, sponsored by Days Inn. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they don't have great coffee, but it's uh, oh, definitely off. Not great so coffee, small. and the showers are small. But so, Madison, you, you've you've met Max Kerman. Uh, you almost met him again. In Toronto, uh, Brutes, you and I—we've we've spoken to Tim Oxford a few times. Well, not well, times, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a per- he's a personal friend. We have his email. <laughs> um, yeah, and what I yeah exactly that's what I mean by that. Uh, and by personal friend, I mean I talked to him for twenty minutes one time, and I got his email. Twenty minutes though. Um, it's a good chunk. Yeah, of time. well, it was at least ten. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I had been drinking for sure. But uh, yeah, so personal mm-hmm. friend, personal friend for sure. Yeah, Tim Oxford, of course, the drummer. Uh, and and we uh, on separate occasions have tweeted at bass player uh, Nick Dika and gotten some responses back mm-hmm. and invited us to come see him at a Blue Jays game once. And we don't live in Toronto, so we we didn't really follow up on. So the basically, offer, what we're saying is we're, we're in we're the bands. Yeah, yeah, we're we're friends. in the band. We're all friends. Here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, we we got sixty one songs to go through here, so we should probably get to it. It's gonna be a bit, but um, this was a fun exercise. Before before we like dive into that that last song, which we shouldn't say like we shouldn't say last. There's no losers here. Just because you came sixty first out of sixty one songs doesn't make you bad. Well, it's just someone has to come in last. <laughs> there are no losers here, but in a much more real sense, there are sixty losers here. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not first, you're last. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, but it's like at least with this band, it's not like there's a very few, very small amount of these songs that I don't like or don't listen to. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there are bands that I am a fan. Like I, I will say, like I like the Tragically Hip. I love the Tragically Hip. They're one of my favorite bands, but they have so many fucking songs that yeah, there's a there's a chunk of them that I just don't like. Because the more you make, the more you're going to miss, right? Exactly. But the more you'll hit. And so that is true, I guess. But the Arkells are, like, they're just a very solid, well-rounded band. They're trying new things, and that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But we love them for that. You know? We do. Um, Hamilton Zone, uh, famously, none of the members are actually from Hamilton. But Hamilton Zone, uh, Arkells. Um, Where's my guy Oxo from? Oxo, he was actually born in Quebec. Uh, grew up in Newmarket, Ontario. Hmm, home of Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. and this is a hockey podcast, so I, I feel like you maybe, had to relate it back. Some I feel like we should mm-hmm. maybe bring up hockey at some point here. Uh, the Arkells like hockey. They got a song that was featured on on hockey a few times, you know, in the yeah. video game. Um, All right, there we, on, we did it on hockey in Canada. We know, did we so. did the hockey thing. We're good. Yeah, we did it. We, we did it for it. the episode. It's a hockey podcast. That okay, so what so I what we did here is Walter. <laughs> Roger, what'd you think of the Joe Thornton signing? Huh? Oh, pass. Mm-hmm. Pass. Hard pass. Thank no? you. And what do you think about the player's escrow for this season? Am I right? I have very hard opinions about that. Am I right, folks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, we should get your dad on to talk escrow. Mm. He could teach us a yeah. thing or two about escrow. Yeah, I know how much hockey fans love listening about things involving escrow. Yeah. 
so what we did was uh, the three of us we all kind of ranked uh, the songs on our own time and we got together today and uh, got drunk in a hotel room and put them in one big master list so uh, this is our laced up combined 61 through to 1 ranking of uh, every Arkells song that has been released uh, obviously uh, we're going to disagree on a few of these uh, some people got some songs a little higher than they wanted some people got songs a little lower than they wanted um, we'll get to those and break them down uh, as as we go but uh, let's let's kick things off let's get this started and we're going to go right back to probably the best place to start this list their first album uh, number 61 the choir from jackson square <laughs> i have nothing else to say about this song. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, like it's definitely fine. Like I, 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 I can't I, wait to say it's fine like fifty nine yeah. times. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, no, I definitely like a lot of these songs. I uh, like, like uh, it's worth noting that none of us had this last or even like in the bottom yeah. three. Like I had it fifty seven. James had it fifty eight. Woger had it fifty three. Mm-hmm. So like none of us had it right at the back. But the consensus was that it's not on one of their end. best songs for yeah. sure. So. You don't you don't get the album without it, um, and it's there for a reason. But we don't we don't love it. No. So, um, moving on because, like I said, there's 61 of these stupid things. We got to kind of keep this brisk, little upbeat. Yeah, you know, otherwise going. we're going to be here for four hours. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, songs uh, number 60, American Screams off of a Rally Cry. Um, this one kind of surprised me. I, I had it 15 spots higher at 45. That's crazy. Uh, while both of you guys, I believe, had it last. Dead last. Yeah, dead last. Yeah. yeah, I just don't like it. Like, I don't really get the... Uh, it's their only song that I just don't like. Uh, yeah. Interesting. I don't listen to it. I don't think it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what they were going for. I just don't I don't think they nailed it. So That is one that I actively skip, I think, every time. Comes on shuffle. Yeah. I don't... Pretty much. I'm pretty neutral about a lot of their songs, but that one I just don't. I didn't like it the first time I heard it, and I still yeah. can't get into it. I yeah. want to say something good about this song, because sure. I, I want yeah, to I don't try wanna, to say something like, good about Like, that's the whole thing, right? We're doing this episode, yeah. and it would be a horrible episode to listen to if we're just like, you know what? Uh, the consensus by the end of this, we don't really like this band, actually. <laughs> like, how that. fucked up but that would be? Yeah. Do an episode but, uh, where we uh, rank Blue Rodeo's songs, and it's like, you know what? After, like, 135 of them, I realize they're not that good. They're not that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry to throw Blue Rodeo under the bus. I like Blue Rodeo, actually. But. Someone has to be the scapegoat, I guess. Mm. That's right. um, American Screams, uh, this this was one where, again, I didn't have it super high. I had it higher than you guys. But um, they did something really, really cool yeah, with they their did. marketing. Because mm-hmm. this band uh, always goes like one step further than they did the last time. And uh, when when this album was coming out, they, they rented out a billboard outside of Buffalo, New York, and put a big phone number. It says, are you... Uh, dealing with the American Screams question mark call this one eight hundred number, and if you called the number, it didn't say Arkells anywhere on the Billboard, and no one knew that American Screams was the name of a song on the album. Uh, but if you called the number, you would end up getting through to a a recording of like I don't know thirty seconds of the song or whatever it was. And, you know, for anyone that doesn't know who the Arkells is, it probably made no sense and it was terrifying by all accounts. But, uh, <laughs> but it was really interesting it was, it advertising. Was, yeah. You gave it a call, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I listened to the whole 30 seconds. 
Perfect. Yeah. And it, it, Didn't it, really care for it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have spoke. But it was like, really cool. <laughs> that would have spoken volumes if after like eight seconds you're like, oh, this is noise, and then like. hung up like before even getting the thirty <laughs> seconds. Like, ah, rats. No, it was really cool. Yeah. Very um, interesting marketing. Maybe it would have been cooler if like one of the guys answered, the, "Hello." Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have hung up. Yeah. <laughs> they just got Tim Oxford working the fucking phones, just like like a secretary. <laughs> Uh, number 59 <laughs> Hangs the Moon off Morning Report so three songs in we've got a song from three different albums already um, not a big fan of this song there's, there's just not much to it was this your last? this was not my last oh okay no this this really felt like a song that I think they debated about cutting from the album and they just kind of put it on there because they knew that they were probably going to put it out eventually anyway like, I just sort of got that vibe. Like, you know how the back half of a lot of these albums, that's just, like, a typical thing to do? Like, Rise Against does that kind of thing. Like, the last, like, two, three songs on the album. It's like, well, we thought about cutting these, but they're good enough. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. I kind of get that vibe with Hangs the Moon. Like, it just, like, feels like a B-side. But it's still it's still fine. It's just... It's fine. You know, I, I actually, like, I like it. I liked it I don't think first. it's I don't think it's great. Like, mm-hmm. I had it at 52. It, but it, I, I it don't... It is their shortest song. Is How that long? true? Yeah. Uh, yeah, two minutes okay. and forty four seconds. Mm. So the, like, there's not a lot to it. Hmm. Um, so in that sense, like you can kind of see the idea that like they wrote it, they got to a certain point, and like we can't take this any further musically. Wow! But we did it. Mm-hmm. It's longer so, than deadlines by one second. Do we keep it or do we oh, toss oh. it in the trash? Close. And they chose to keep it. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever, and that's and that's fine. Like you know, it didn't. It doesn't suck the album down or anything like that no no you know, definitely it's not. a weakest song on a on an incredible album you know mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, the weakest song on an album for sure um <laughs> how dare you uh number 58 how dare you uh the Sean Spicer uh influenced song Company Man mm, off of Rally Cry uh the album thoughts guys cause I I had this a little higher than where it ended up where was mine? Oh, 51. Yeah, again, like, it's just like, a, well, well, I guess we never explained how we did this, right? So, basically what happened is we all took the rankings and then we took the average of the three rankings, right? So, if someone had something super high, it's going to bring the average up. If someone had something super low, it brings the average down. So, basically, like, the the lowest five, six songs on this album are all songs that we just, or sorry, on this list are just songs that we agreed, like, aren't that great. And this is another song that, as a consensus, we all, like, I had it 56, James had it 52, I ha- uh, Wojer had it 51. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Like, I actually thought it was going to end up being 61 uh, initially when I started doing this, and I listened to it, and I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get where they were going with it. I just don't love it. But. Yeah, I feel like the bottom half of my list is kind of just, I'm pretty neutral about all of the bottom. But it was all just like they didn't stand out to me, so I kind of stuck them there. Hmm. So all of these are kind of just like, yeah, okay. There, there yeah. definitely was a point outside of like the top five and the bottom five where it, it did really feel like the rest of the songs could move around yeah. anywhere in, in that, like, you know what I mean? Like, knowing that we were all going to kind of come in with our own rankings, there were. Probably, like I said, like a half dozen songs that we each kind of thought, yeah, it's got to be here. And for the rest of it, it was like total wild card. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what The I mean? bottom ten definitely was like a consensus thing for the most part. But like every yeah, every yeah. other part of the list, it was it's very, 
hotly contested. Mm-hmm. I don't think all three of us picked the same number, like no. ranking wise, for a song. No, no, there's one song where we were all well, all within one number. Yes, but that's and then like. It. We matched up a couple yeah, times, yeah. but that, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number 57, Bloodlines from Michigan Left. Now, now Mi- Michigan Left is just making its first appearance now. But before we get to the song... I like how you make it sound like it was. it's like 15 songs in the list. Yeah. It's like, well, like eventually it's got to show up. Yeah, yeah. but like on, honestly, like we're going to, as the next few songs will mm-hmm. indicate, um, we're going to go on a bit of a run here with Michigan Left. Weakest cool. album... Personally, I I don't think so, but I have mm-hmm. like of these songs on the run, like these next three songs are all Michigan left. I have two of them in my top forty or higher, right? So like I I don't necessarily agree on these songs, and then even the one after that, I have thirty third. So I I don't like I don't think it's one of their weakest albums. I think they have probably two albums that I would say are weaker than Michigan Left in my opinion but I I think it might be their less their least popular amongst their fans so it might be their worst but I don't think it is and that breaks my heart yeah. it's my yeah. second favorite album I love Michigan I Left. love Michigan Left it's great yeah. yeah a couple of the ones that are in the lower half the highs are very top, high well they made exactly my top 30 yeah. I think four <laughs> So. Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> the highs are higher for sure. Uh, yeah. Bloodlines, though, 57. Uh, just a, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, just just a non-exhilarating <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah, I, I have Bloodlines at 60. It's my second least favorite mm. song uh, by the Arkells. Now, uh, interesting note about that, though. Um, Bloodline, the Netflix series, one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, never heard of it. They don't relate at all. Okay. Just figured I'd mention mm-hmm. that. Okay. Uh, number 56, like we said, a little bit of a run here from Michigan Left. Uh, second al- uh, second song off the album, uh, One Foot Out the Door. Uh, I had this last for a while. I finally talked myself into getting it out of last place. Um, and it, it made its way a little further than I, I, I thought it would be. But, um, yeah, a uh, very slow, um, depressing piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um the the bridge is probably amongst their best, but the rest of the song just doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Oh, I I think uh, the the bridge is the best musical uh, uh, section of the album. I think so. I I really like the song. I understand that the rest of it uh, maybe is not viewed as spectacular, but I think it's good. Um, I had it 35th, James had it 59th, Matt, uh, Woger had it 57th, and, uh, like, yeah, now I'm going to start calling you by your name, and... <laughs> How dare you. And, uh, so, yeah, like, it, it's, I don't think it should be this low, but that's fine, you know? I think it's right where it needs to be. Sure. That's all I'm going to say about is, that. There you go, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of where it shouldn't be, uh, number 55, Agent Zero, mm. uh, the third song in a row from Michigan Left, and, mm. uh... Six spots up from last place where I had it. Um, there is, uh, there's not really much music in this song. It's no. just a spoken word passage, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you might say it's Agent Zero music. Am I right? Oh, brother. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I had it 29th, and James had it 61st. Woger had it 59th. So maybe. Um, 
I think this is the song where I was furthest off of you guys. Maybe. Yeah. I, I feel like this this was the biggest difference. I really like how it's two songs in one, and the story kind of transitions as the music goes. And by the end of it, it's sort of this happy, upbeat song. But the beginning of it is very dark and depressing. So, I, like, to me, I think it's a... I think it is very representative of a lot of that album. And uh, I think it's a good song. I listen to it on my own time, and it's like it's in the top half of their songs for me. So I, I, I think it's good, but I uh, might be wrong. So. Mm. I, not, again, I think it's right where it needs to be. <laughs> Nothing to add. Chin, Nothing chin. to add. Like I said, the last ten or so oops, are... Um, <laughs> they kind of just like they were put there because I didn't know where to put them and I didn't have any particular feeling towards them so there it goes mm. Mm-hmm. expert mm. uh, I mentioned right uh, Woger the expert on the air kills I really am so. yeah. uh, number 54 now here's a bit of an atrocity uh, passenger mm. seat from morning report mm-hmm. all the way down at 54 um, well, I had it lower on my yeah, list, you, so. you guys gotta tell me about why this song uh, is is as low as it is. I uh, it's it's sloppy. I don't really think that it's. Uh, hmm. I just don't think it's as good as it could be. I like the idea of the song, and lyrically, it's lyrically it's a very deep song, and I, I like that. But I just I think it I think it could be better. Is all I'm saying. I I like it, but I don't think it's particularly yeah. great. Like I we said in the beginning, there's not much to hate about all these songs. It's just you kind of have to put something there and. That's where it went for me. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I, I hit tw- uh, a whopping twenty spots higher than than where we finished with it. Um, Why? Beautiful. Yeah. Just okay. painstakingly beautiful piece of uh, orchestration between uh, the, the, the keyboard work and like Tim Oxford. I know we talked about him off the hop about you know getting drunk with him in a, in a tent at, a, at a, a rock concert, but. He does not get enough appreciation for the highlight work that he provides for this band because, um, you know, if you're a drummer, you can hold a beat down, right? And and the, Let's the hope. you know one of the bit like oh. one of the most important things. That's not necessarily true. You ever heard of the White Stripes, James? <laughs> yes, I have. Um, uh, not that great. You know, at the at the very basic premise of drumming. Uh, you know, if, if you hold a beat down, you're going to do wonders for a rock band. But where it's drummers kind of get lost is their their accent work, where they they're not providing a beat through a piece of music. They're instead adding moments where there there isn't drums throughout this entire song, but there are moments where he he arrives and and it, it's 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 beautiful. Uh, the composition is is like I said, like I'm not going to die on this hill that it's. One of their best songs, but it, it's it's a little early to be doing that. So. Yeah, for sure. So I'll I'll yeah, keep it brief. Only, you can only die on so many hills, James. Yeah. There you go. Unless you're playing Call of Duty, I suppose. Here I go out that door. That's it. <laughs> I angered her. <laughs> Number fifty-three, uh, the fourth song uh, that we've mentioned from Michigan Left, Coffee. Hmm. Do you like coffee? I enjoy coffee. The the beverage. Yeah. 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 
Well, you've been dating her Probably. for five years. I feel like you got a pretty good fucking handle no, on that. Huh? I know you you say that, but I like today. She's, you don't you don't retain too much information. Today she's freaking out. Like I think the coffee's making me all stressed out. It's like I thought you like coffee. I bring coffee like you know three times a week. But you know, so she's got a love well, hate relationship with coffee. I feel. Well, I feel like everyone does. Oh no, I love coffee. Well, I love coffee too. But, but most people, it just it makes you anxious. Yeah. if you have too much of it, mm. and so. Well, you're just anxious all the time. I'm just saying, like... The ball of anxiety. Yeah, like, you know, like, I would drink it all day long and never stop drinking it. On, like, if I felt perfectly... You know what I mean? If it, if, I, if, if water tasted like coffee... Yeah. I would drink coffee all fucking day. So or if coffee tasted like... Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I like the song. I think it's good. You guys don't like it. I think it's good. You uh, had it higher. Right? I had it thirty third. James had it fifty seventh. Wojer had it fifty fourth. I think mm-hmm. it, I think it's great. It was a lot lower than it was until I kind of got uh, a better understanding mm-hmm. what the lyrics were about. Uh, that bumped it up a little bit for me, but mine not was higher. Too much. And unfortunately, had to get bumped down a little lower. So. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm so sorry. Uh, I had it. I think as high as eighteenth at one point. Oh it's wow! Moved around, but mine was as high as thirty yeah, at I, one point. I, so. I think it's excellent. Uh, the highest I had it. What was it? Uh, Fifty-five. Oh, so, wow! There. Just how you everything needs to know about that. So song. there. Uh, <laughs> number fifty-two. Pullin' punches off of Jackson's Square, mm. the debut album. Pullin' mm-hmm. punches. Uh, does anyone have anything to say about Paul and Punches? I, I think it's a no. adequately ranked song. I don't have anything to say about it. Fine. Uh, it's in a rock fact, song. In fact, I'll go as far as to say, it's the only song on this list where when we say the name of it, I can't even hear it in my head. I don't even remember that's, what that sounds like. It's very irrelevant. It's not bad, mm. but it's fine. While we were putting together our lists, I moved this down. Okay. Yeah. It switched places and went lower with someone. So. Wow. Yeah. And rightfully so. And, yeah. but not I had it 53rd. We haven't gotten to that yet, oh. so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number one. Uh, <laughs> number one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Podcast Just check our Twitter over. for the other uh, four, 51 songs. And... <laughs> Spo- yeah, this, this portion of the podcast is behind a paywall. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get these uh, particular 50 rankings. As soon as they figure out a way to do that... <laughs> Podcasts are done. Yeah. As soon as they figure out a way to like ten minutes into the episode start charging you, yeah, you're fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, number fifty one. Hopefully for season three. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Start putting money in these pockets. Round and round. Uh, yeah. Appearing on the uh, EA NHL Sports Video Game franchise. That it does, and that does explain why you and I had it higher than Woger. I what, guess is it so. that much so higher? A bit of sentimentality. It's a on, that, on that game. Yeah, it's not that not as good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh uh, yeah, I had it forty sixth. I think oh, it's okay. I think it's cool. It's I really like it too. I only it's have a it a few above or lower you know. rather. No, I like it. Yeah. Jammy. It's jammy. Mm-hmm. It's jammy. Jammy. It's jammy. It's jammy. Yeah. Word of the word of the podcast. Well we have uh, number fifty, go. the first single to appear is Years in the Making. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2019 release, standalone piece. It's fine. It's okay. It's one of those things, like, it's like, we probably had this lying around for a few years. Mm-hmm. Just gonna kind of put a modern spin on it and get it out in the world because mm-hmm. it's not serving us any purpose in the vault. It's fun to dance to. It's kind of boring. Yeah, it definitely sounded like it was a B-side from Rally Cry. It was my first yeah. thought when I heard it. Like, it just, it's very People's Champ adjacent. 
Yeah. You know, um, I agree. I, I I think it's cool. I enjoy it. I have no real reason. Like I don't really get a lot out of listening to it sometimes. So I just I had time it, and a place for it. I, I had it in the top thirty at one point. Like okay. I think there's parts of it. It's cool. Where like it's like really good, but overall it just doesn't have that consistency throughout. See, I can hear that one. Is I, this the one that uh, Tessa did the dance to? This was during quarantine, right? Who is Tessa? Tessa Virtue. I don't, I don't know. The figure oh. skater. Uh, she probably did. Yeah, it seems they, like a thing she would do. They asked her to make up a dance for it. Yeah. Like, again, the advertising was really great for this, especially during quarantine, but uh, mm. it just didn't hit the nail on the head for me. Tessa, my girl. Mm-hmm. My girl. Morgan's girl. Morgan's girl. Actually. But, but <laughs> make all the hockey connections we can here, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I made that one. Now, Morgan Riley, so, uh, as I understand it, plays defense. is a defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is a human male, so he is neither uh, more nor fewer limbs than is typical. Uh, number forty-nine, tragic flaw from Jackson Square. Um, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, this is perfect. I think this is like I had a forty-fifth. This this is as close as you can get to perfect. I think tragic flaw. Ironic. Hello. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Number 48. The Thai Cats are... um, Now, now the Thai Cats are a football team that plays uh, uh, in in Hamilton, Ontario, in the Canadian Football League. Now, now, Woger, did you know this? Are you doing doing Jiminy Glick right now? The Arkells are also from Hamilton. Well, as you said earlier, not a single one is from (laughs) Hamilton, James. But, But the band is. Oh, yes. Yeah, And so is the football team. You don't say. So now, what do you think... Was the inspiration for coming up with a song about the Thai Cats for a band from Hamilton? Probably so that they win whatever award or game they needed to win. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. So some sort of rally cry, you might say. Oh, enough. Mm. Interesting. That was it? Yeah. That was, that really was all you had? No. Uh, this is the first song to feature uh, keyboardist Anthony Carone. The okay. first one? There it is. First when song. did this come out? Uh, right after uh, Michigan left and before High Noon. What year? 2012. 2012. Holy. Okay. So, there you go. Anthony Crone, formerly of uh, Ill Scarlet, apparently. Yeah, I learned that from Yeah, that's week. cool. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss Ill Scarlet. Yeah. I mean, if I had to decide between the Arkells or Ill Scarlet... Oh, here we go. You know, I think I'll I'll take the Arkells. Interesting. But I do I do like Ill Scarlet. Wow. Okay. They were cool. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy the fact, the little, the little story as well, uh, when Anthony joined the band, he got the call... On Warp Tour, from Tim Oxford, who they had kind of met previously, working in and around the GTA with various bands. Tim, oh my guy! And um, he gets the call, so he shows up for this like audition kind of thing to be the keyboard player for the Arkells. But he's fresh off Warp Tour, so the the head is shaved bald. He's got like a you know ratted black T-shirt that's four sizes too big for him. The you know the bandana hanging around his neck. And, you know, he goes on the record by saying just, like, how improbable it was that these guys were going to take one look at me and figure, yeah, this, that's our guy for sure. <laughs> he fits in with what we're going for, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad it worked out, though, because I'm a big fan. Of, I, th- I think Anthony Carone, and I, I, I'm going to say this here at this point because we're, we're far enough into it. I, I think he is the single biggest factor in the widespread popularity of the uh, of the Arkells. Okay. In, in continue well just in, in, in the sense that his skill level 
at his craft. Mm. Took them yeah. from mm-hmm. like a B level band in Canada, like a monster truck, for example, to where they are now. How dare you? Just selling out stadiums. How dare like, you? That's going to make our monster truck bonus episode really <laughs> awkward now. Wow. Yeah, that, that would be the soundbite you used for the intro, right? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> number one, Young City Hearts. The rest are number two. Yeah, our top ten bands from Hamilton. Number ten, Monster Truck. Ugh. Um, but no, honestly, like I, I do think that he came in with a level of understanding and, and a level of musicianship that was just a little bit higher than the rest of these guys that happened to meet at a university when they were you know 19 years old he, he came in with a lot of pedigree a lot of you know musical knowledge and I, I think he changed the game for them in, in my opinion I, I could be wrong I don't know anything about Dan Griffin aside from the fact that he also you know went to university with these guys but maybe he is a genius that we just don't really know too much about hmm. but well he plays a hell of a harmonica he does I'll, I'll give him that yeah. I'll tell you that for free yeah uh, number 47 hung up off morning report yeah, uh, I had it forty nine. Uh, James had it thirty three. Wojer had it fifty. Not, not, not great. <laughs> not a great song, but it's fine. No. Yeah, we're getting to the point now where it's like I I listen to these on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't. I st- you know, I don't skip them. Hung up's okay. I can listen to it. Yeah, we're we're going through the meat of the order here. Twenty songs or so that could easily uh, fluctuate uh, within the, this range. As far as I'm concerned, number 46, Don't Be a Stranger off mm. Rally Cry. Okay. Now, I had it a lot lower. Yeah. Almost 10 spots lower. Uh, you guys kind of brought it up to where it is now. That's right. Um, I, don't, I don't love it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's musically nothing to get excited about. No. Lyrically, there's a, a little more to get excited about, but not a whole lot. Yeah, I don't know. Lyrically, like it's just a. I think it's an important subject matter. I'm not like. I'm not gonna sit here and say that uh, I think Max is necessarily like a amazing wordsmith or anything like that <laughs> here either, though, right? But like, he he matches sort of the loose tone of the band lyrically, and I think that even within this song, a serious subject matter, he does a good job of sort of. Keeping the the tone and like just lyrically and within the music super light in this song, um, despite it being you know it's pretty heavy, a deeper song. So yeah. uh, I think it's cool in that sense. I think it's a it's a, if I correct me if I'm wrong, it's the last song on the album. I believe so. And I think that the, I think that this is a cool way to end that album. So uh, I like it. It's again, it's not a song that I uh, it gets me going or anything like that, but I, I, I do like it. Now, it's, it's interesting that you say that you like how it ends the album because uh, I, I find Rally Cry to be a very upbeat, like, not happy, but it, it's very energetic mm-hmm. as an album. And I find it so interesting that they they end on such a low note for an album with, you know, with such, such a consistent high. So, I don't love the album. But one thing I've always felt with Rally Cry is Rally Cry reminds me sort of like a like a night out, and Don't Be a Stranger sort of reminds me of like just saying goodbye at the end of this upbeat sort of sort of album. So I think it's just sort of like a, a sentimental sort of send off hmm. to an otherwise exciting evening. Yeah, what a nice way of putting it. Yeah. 
I agree. I'm learning so much from your opinions right now. Let's go. Let's Apologies do for being so silent. Well, you're the expert. You don't need I, to. You know what? Like you don't need to wait. Than John already. So. <laughs> that was a two-hour episode. Uh, um. Yeah. It makes you wonder, makes you wonder why baseball players have to take sexual enhancing drugs in the first place. Oh dear Lord! Yeah, it, it does, John. Thank you for gas station oh, boner pills. That's right. Okay, um, still the best thing I've ever done. On this show. <laughs> Number forty-five. Yeah, I can't wait till uh, our our two-year anniversary. We have to get Woger to do a soundbite for us. Freaking hell! You oh. might remember me from the Arkells. Uh, <laughs> rankings list where uh, I did not have much to contribute but learned a lot and I hope you did too how dare you how dare you number 45 I'm not the son off Jackson Square (sighs) it's a big upset for me I'm not gonna lie well tell us about it Tell, tell us why so sorry no I for someone who hasn't listened to Michigan Left in a very long time I started it's it's on Jackson Square Jackson Square I'm so sorry yes I'm the expert quiet yeah. Um. So sorry. It's actually not on that album. <laughs> yeah, I, I will let the band know that they have their uh, you know information well, wrong. I will. I will. Thank okay. you. Um, no, I put that as number twenty three. Um, That's pretty high. I, it is fairly high. I really liked the whole meaning of the song. I think everything about it was interesting. I didn't get bored listening through it. Um, there's a lot of songs here, so I'm probably getting some of them like the tunes in my head mixed up a little bit right now. But I really liked the chorus. It was a little bit different. Um, and I put it high up because I really, I felt, or I went kept going back to that one every time I re-listened to the album. So, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it, but that's probably one of my favorite <laughs> ones from that No, I do like album. it. It's, it's, it's a slower one. I just don't, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really, my issue with it is I just found like the, the music never really goes anywhere. Like it, it sort of starts in a nice spot, but it doesn't get to any sort of, uh, doesn't it doesn't build enough for me? I found, okay. but I do like it. Like I had it fiftieth, but it is something that I mm-hmm. I do listen to still. Here's how much I appreciated it prior to this like project for ranking it. Uh, when they put out Campfire Chords and I'm Not the Sun was on there, uh, I thought it was a new song. <laughs> not I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Like I don't remember that being. Mm. You know what I mean? Like as a title, I was like I don't recognize that title. Maybe it's gotta be new. Because I just I was too cocky, and I just kind of figured I would recognize cocky. all their songs, right? But um, chuckles getting cocky over exactly, there. exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong because clearly they think highly of it. Um, I think fans do. Like it's just the the thing with I'm not the sun is you know before I really sat down and listened to Jackson Square again in the last few years. I could probably definitively remember like three or four songs off of Jackson Square, and one of them was I'm Not the Sun. Hmm. Like, Heart of the City, I'm Not the Sun, uh, Hugo Chavez, and Oh, the Boss is Coming have always been on my phone. And I just, I feel like that was one of the songs I got into right away. But it's never, I've never really grown an appreciation for it either. So, but it's good. I'm Not the Sun. What do you want me to do? We have our first entry. Freaking out, I don't know. Freaking out. <laughs> yeah, fuck. We have our first entry from their 2014 album, High Night, Wow. At 44. That's nuts. In Hey Kids. Um, great album. Before, like, just before we get to the song. Great album. Uh, the fact that this song is showing up here at this point, I think that speaks to uh, what's to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. We've, we've got, uh, what, 13, 13 songs? 
there's sorry 11 songs in this album so we got 10 more to go that are uh, ahead of this one um, lots to look forward to from that but um, just just a, a kind of uh, forgettable song it gets lost in the shuffle I think because of how good this album is this album is great I definitely wouldn't put this at their lowest on the album and I don't think I did when reading this but I don't know I think I had mine a little bit higher so yeah I'm the one sucking this uh, this song down here for mm-hmm. sure I had it 51 James had it 39 Wojer had it 35 mm-hmm. I had it as high as 13 yeah I don't uh... there's a lot of things to like about the song <laughs> is there there is Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, like we as Canadians, I feel like we we kind of take the Arkells for uh, granted sometimes. Um, but a song like "Hey Kids" is is very. Well, popular. I don't. I do, I'm doing a podcast episode about <laughs> freaking music. It, it, it's very popular I mean, overseas because they they do talk about a bunch of different countries. Just gang up on here if we can. And as a result, people people like it when they talk. Like like let, 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 let's let's face it. Why are the hips so popular? Well, because they had uh, a million fucking songs about Canada. So Canadians kind of hang on to that. Mm-hmm. When you talk about a country or a place or uh, something that's special to somebody and, and they can identify with it, they're going to attach themselves to that song. And, and if, if the rest of the songs by that they're good, at are good mm-hmm. they'll, they'll follow. So I, I think this is a, a very important song in the Arkells catalog beyond the musical aspect. Because I think it projected them to a, a higher standard of, of um, not higher standard, but a yeah, higher position, I should say, in, in Europe. And they've been able to go over there and tour and have success. And unfortunately, that's one of the reasons I had it as high as I did. But at the end of the day, I have to be realistic and I have to say to myself that, no, it's not a great song musically. Yeah. And, and that's what brings it back down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, one thing that I definitely like about the Arkells is they're not one of those bands where they release a bunch of new songs and they're all just about the same thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's no. not all about, like, a fucking heartbreak or anything like yeah. that. Like, they can they can dabble into other subjects. Like, it's part of the reason I think everyone just collectively all of a sudden just decided they were so sick of Nickelback. Because it's like every song is either... <laughs> is either No, but seriously, it's like yeah. all about either a failed relationship or drinking or getting into fights. And it's like cool, like I like I can get behind some of these, but I can't listen to this all fucking day long of the same sort of shit mm-hmm. over and over again, mm-hmm. or even an album for that matter. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to call it Nickelback here, but you know, <laughs> I guess I am. Uh, but no, like I like that about the Arkells because they do like they mention different countries, they mention different things, like they just go into so many different subjects, and it's. Uh, it's an important thing because the more people you can identify with, the better your band's going to do. I, I, they, they are just incredibly good at marketing. It's just nuts. Like they are just so good at finding a, an audience. And yeah. Finding a new audience. It's, it's great. Uh, number forty-three. We got Blueprint off of Jackson That's right. Square. Now, uh, Wojer, you and I have a kind of a cool story about Blueprint. Yes. Uh, we went to the Rally Cry uh, tour in uh, the show in Toronto, and one of the fun things they did on that tour was they had people, fans, uh, submit a video of themselves uh, requesting a song, and they'd play one of these songs each night from the requests, and they would put the person's video up, and they'd be like, hi, I'm Amy from you know Moose Jaw, and I'd love to hear um, Amy, Amy my girls, you know, and... And then the band would like put the video on the big screen, and then they'd play the song. 
So it was this this call out to the like the fans and the public to send their videos in, and we went to the show in Toronto. And um, who did they have Miss Roger as the? No, no, crack it. That's part of the. You're supposed here. to do it into the microphone. Oh That's no! Okay. First time guest. Uh, oh wait, are, are, are you excited. are you meaning to tell me that you don't listen to the podcast? Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm a frequent listener. I just want to be polite on my first I episode. Have, I have the t-shirt and everything. <laughs> I loved on Puck Soup when they finally had Ruby on, and they're just like, "So Ruby, you do listen to this sometimes, right? But not every week." And she's just like, "Yeah, I, well, I get tired of listening to you guys talk about your dick for the first twenty minutes of the show." Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> fair enough. Nice. Anyway, um, so we were at the show in Toronto for yes. the Rally Cry, and they put the guy up on the screen that's going to make the request for the song. And it was and, James. And it is? It is Kyle Dubas. Wow. Who's Kyle Dubas? Wow. Um, oh, wow. I think he has something to do with hockey, uh, specifically the Toronto Maple Leafs. But it was a phone. It wasn't a video. It was a phone call. Because remember, he uh, picked up... Right. Yeah, he yeah. picked up... Max had, pay phone. Max had the uh, payphone. Right, because right. of that song, Payphone. That yeah. song, Payphone. Which we'll get to. Um, and yeah, it was Kyle Dubas requesting Blueprint. It was really, really cool. So I did put that a little bit higher on my list for that. Movie. Special movie. Little special. Little, little special yeah. little moment That's there. cool. Yeah. And they played Blue- Blueprint? They played yeah. Blueprint. They, yeah. And it was interesting it was, choice for a live thing, right? It was right? just like, cool. oh, okay, yeah. this isn't maybe the best choice, but it was like, that's fucking cool, right? Because yeah. the Blueprint, of course, is a, a Maple Leaf produced uh, video yeah. uh, segment where they mm-hmm. talk about the Leafs and what they did this yeah. week and how they burnt their toast in the toaster and Hmm. Um, they got to have more songs about the Leafs being awesome. Like, they yeah. should just have an album about I songs know. about the Leafs. Like, a song about, literally just about Morgan Riley. you know? There, like, to that point, we'll get to it, but there, there is one song that I kind of always thought was about the Leafs, but hmm. uh, recently found it's not. So, so uh, yeah, they, they should have more Leaf songs, for sure. So sorry. Uh, but Blueprint. Um, I feel like they do a song about baseball. Like the Blue oh, Jays they, they before. Do a lot of baseball references. But like you're saying like a specific Leaf song? Like I'm thinking they would do a specific Blue Jay song before they do Leafs. Yeah, and maybe. Because like, Nick, Nick Dika, yeah. the bass player, he, he does mm-hmm. write about the Blue Jays. But also Max Kerman's a big basketball guy. Like they've got oh, basketball references. He loves his Raptors. They've really so. rooted themselves in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> just like, make a know, combination. Yeah. The fact actually that they put a CFL-based song before anything else is, is actually kind of surprising. Oh, yeah. The Thai cats are humming, baby. <laughs> are they? ever wow um, number 42 quitting you off of mm-hmm. the newest album campfire chords That's right. which is about anthony isn't it his family no it's a little more oh no take away my expert title now yeah. oh no Ugh. um yeah i had it 40th james had it 36th woger had it 46th um i like it it's fine. I like it. Yeah. It's all right. It's, it's I, I need more time with it. I know we're talking about an album smell for like t- two months now, but <laughs> I, I still think I need more time with it. Okay. I don't think it was... Maybe appropriate's the wrong word. But like with a campfire album, for singing along at the campfire, it just seemed a little... Like it needed to be more upbeat. Yeah, like, and that's when they released it. That I was agree. their marketing, and that's the one time I don't think their marketing worked for the song. This, if this song were a little faster, mm-hmm. with the electric guitars, mm-hmm. I think, and like, there, this song's really onto something. Yeah. I wonder, like, I don't know if I can ever think of an instance of a band really doing this. I wonder if they actually go that way and and, and release one 
Like go backwards With, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a reverse acoustic, acoustic yeah. sort of thing. Or something, yeah. The only instance, like I can I can remember bands taking a slow song and speeding it up. I can't think of an instance of taking a basically entirely acoustic song and turning it electric. Hmm. I don't know that that's happened. Like the only real one I can think of is the Tragically Hip with So Hard Done By. But it's not even an acoustic song. It's slow and then they make it faster. Yeah. You know. But... Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that'd be interesting. I doubt it'll happen, but yeah, I mean, hmm. I, um, wouldn't put it past them. Well, That's yeah, thing, right? it's like, the kind of thing that they this would is a do. Band where they could do anything. Yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like sure, they're never gonna like surprise me. I feel. Oh yeah, we yeah. forgot to tell you guys. Uh, Elton John's our piano player now. It's like yeah, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Seems to make sense. He's not doing anything. Uh, 20 songs in, and we get to uh, one of the baseball songs that we I, I kind of alluded to, Kiss Cam. Off Michigan Left, five songs in off of that album yes. already. Uh, now, before you uck there, Brutes, uh, Kiss Cam gives us the delightful little tidbit of uh, the Tragically Hip reference, which I think is just delightful. <laughs> just shaking your head. This this is going to be the Terrible. only song in the history of recording that incorporates the word nosebleeds, referring to a baseball stadium. And I think that's fucking brilliant. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that I think the fact that you can work that into a song is brilliant. Okay. Okay. I I, I have definitely heard that before, but I can't think of the specific example. in a song. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. It's like in a chorus or something. There is a there is like a like a Australia shout out to Brandon Polehill here. There's like an Australian <laughs> rap song called Nosebleed Section. Hmm. Wow. Uh, and it's literally about about that. But um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm not trying. To, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm rambling. I don't like this song. Uh, I had it 59th. James had it 37th. Wojer had it 26th. It did. This is the only song on this list where I I tried to like it. I kept listening to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, I'm got to be missing something here. No, nope, I don't like it. Go a little bit higher because it has like a little bit of a memory for me. So okay. that's that's kind of why I you were on the it. kiss cam at the Blue Jays game. Yeah? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were no. always plays at the Blue Jays game. We were at the no yeah, we were up there. But no, this is like beginning of the relationship. You would mention it and then you told me to listen to it and the rest is history, I guess. I don't know. So Wow, I don't remember that. That's there you go. Sure. That's why I don't you want to delve say, into the whole thing. <laughs> you might even say that there'd be no relationship without Kiss Cam by the Arkells. Wow. Uh, doubtful. Oh. <laughs> um, fun fact, the, number the, one. The, the Arkells write the song, they put it out, um, two months later they're on tour with the hip, uh, a band they reference in this song. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that's fucking That's brilliant. pretty cool. I didn't know that. Uh, number 40, Come to Light, the second song off of High Noon. And the lead single, I believe. Yeah. Really? That album. Yeah. We saw them on the Come to Light tour. They went on tour for That's the what high. The album was called. They, no, they went. They went on high noon tour, tour, and they didn't come to Thunder Bay. But the second round, you know how some bands will do like yeah. a tour based on a single. They came back on the Come to Light tour, and they came to Thunder Bay. And that's the first time mm-hmm. uh, we saw them. Uh, I, no, not the first time we saw no, them. The first time I saw them was tragically hit. For yeah, sure, but. exactly. Yeah, I uh, Come to Light's fine. I just don't. It's, it's probably their weakest it's single. It's one of the weakest songs on that album. I didn't realize it was and a single, which is why yeah, yeah, that makes sense as to where it is. Like, like it's the. I think that's the second lowest I had a song uh, from that album on yeah. my list. Is is come to light? 
Uh, I had it 43rd, Wojer had it 41st, and James had it 35th. Mm-hmm. It's all it's, in the same area. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 39, Systematic, also from High Noon. Would you, sorry, I, before before we go back to okay. it, you think Come to Light is their weakest single? I think so. I can't think of a weaker single. Because you have on paper ranked lower, and that is a single. Is it actually? It is. I got I got to fact check that one yeah. because I yeah I got a hard time believing that. Yes, sir. What album's that off? Michigan left? No, Jackson. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk while James is fact checking. Thirty uh, ninth is Systematic. Yes. Which uh, I had thirty first. Wojer had it thirty seventh. James had it forty ninth. Um, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, this is a song that I know uh, James doesn't particularly love. I, I'm gonna exactly. Speak, I'm going to speak for him because he's fact-checking. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy it, and I actually had it. Uh, it was in my top 20 at wow. one point, and okay. it's not it, It's not there think, uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think it was at 30 for me at one point, but just ended up going down after. I know, this, this song does something for me. Yeah. Like I, I, it is a song... Gets me pumped. I like. I'm not saying that there's not a lot of other songs I don't do this with, but it is a song that I do listen to with regularity. Like I okay, will just yeah. be like, I'm in the mood to listen to Systematic. I can agree. I with like that. it. I think it's cool. Now on the album page for Michigan Left, on paper does not appear as a single. If you go to their now, if you go to the band, band site, page, yeah, it does. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even believe on this one. Uh, when we uh, audit chart, the recent pod- or did it even chart? It's just on there. Yeah, it, it it's just on, chart on certain it, charts. It got on a chart? Good for on it. On certain wow. charts. Yeah. Good for it. Good for good for the long yeah. paper. Uh, <laughs> there, there's, like I said, there, there was a, a, a podcast listened to with the band where they went through their singles. It didn't come up. I don't know. I, I guess it's depending on who you ask if it's a single or not. Um, the band doesn't think so, apparently. But um, the, well, chart, the charts well, do. do. So, so. There you go. Uh, what were we talking about? Fucking uh, uh, well, Systematic. actually, oh, yeah, I guess song. now would be the yeah. perfect time to say number thirty-eight is on paper. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> I had it. Uh, I had it thirty-sixth. Uh, Woger had it twenty-ninth. James had it fiftieth. I do enjoy on paper. I like it. I, I it's it's fun. I'll say that it is fun. It's just not musically great. I can agree with that. Mm. I can agree with that. But it's fun. Just floating across the dance floor. Yeah, the the line "perfectly pretty" always just bothers me somehow. I mean, it just ugh, I hear it and it just creeps me out. Mm. All right. Yeah. Nobody ever said he was Hemingway, you know. <laughs> God no. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I feel so bad for when Max inevitably listens to this and it's just like, well, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck am I to be saying anything about this guy? But yeah, I don't know. I think Max can listen to this. We'll see. Well, yeah, it'll be we'll on. Ta- it'll we'll be on the him. internet, right? You'll text. Him, yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I did. Definitely. I did email Tim uh, Fair enough, on yes. our weekly email session that we have. All right. Well, hi guys. I'm sorry that we're uh, doing this to you. Um, <laughs> number thirty-seven is Heart of the City. Now, the city, I believe, hmm. is Hamilton. I'm going to assume <laughs> that. Much. You guys ever hear about these uh, these urban areas? You guys ever freaking hear about this? Off of the album Jackson Square, which I believe. Jesus fuck Christ. Is the heart of Hamilton Ham- that they're talking oh about. My so God. there's a little It's actually what they call the food court of their mall. Um, Eastern egg, I guess yeah. I think they call it on the internet. I had it forty two, James had it thirtieth, uh, Woger had it thirty ninth. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Yeah. It's it a bangs. classic. It That's bangs. one now that was one I was surprised 
to find out isn't a single. Yeah. I always assumed that was one. I thought that was the third single off Jackson Square, but it's not. I think that one was one of the few songs that appears in the Deadlines EP. Mm-hmm. And because wow. it does, um, it, it's hard to rebrand as a single. Okay. But I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy this one. Number 36, also from Jackson Square, My is girl. the song that takes place at the uh, the mall. Mm-hmm. Jackson Square. Abigail. Abby. Abigail. Abby, my girl. Um, uh, a not so great song that you guys have propped <laughs> up pretty high. So, hey, how dare you? Show your work. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't prop it up all that high. Uh, I thirty seventh. I do think it's one of the better songs off Jackson Square. I think mm-hmm. uh, James had a fifty first. Wojer had a twenty second. It's good. It's solid. Twenty second. I know. That's I put high. it. This is right, right where I had it. I put it right above. I'm not the sun. I hold those both kind of in the same sad category, but I really like the music. I've noticed you you really like Jackson Square, right? Eh? That's my second favorite album. Hmm. And I like that because you just found it's, out, what, less than a week ago that it's it's actually on iTunes and you didn't have it before that. But I did have, um, back when the LimeWire was a thing. Ooh. Uh, bring it back. You guys remember LimeWire? Shout out LimeWire, baby. To... Are you old enough for LimeWire? I don't mean to be disrespectful, but... First of all, okay. you never ask a lady's age. So for... Second of all... I wasn't asking her age. <laughs> you were assuming. Okay? Second That's of all... Right. That's right. This... That album I would listen to constantly, staring out the bus window, putting myself in the main Just character the position. Oh, yeah. That right. was I my album. Hamilton for a while. Exactly. That's yeah. true. Thank you. Right. Traveled I... to the mall frequently. That was it. Mm-hmm. I was Abigail. Plot twist. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Now, where Abigail scored 15 slots higher than I had it, uh, this oh next boy. song slotted 15 slots lower than I had it. And number 35 is People's Champ off of Rally yeah. Cry. Yeah, this is very same, same, but different for you guys because you're getting, yeah. mad, at, you're getting mad at Wojcik for having this too high and now you're going to get mad at her for having it too low. On this one, People's Champ, uh, I had 26th, James had 20th, uh, Wojer has it 60th, and, <laughs> no, listen, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I clearly don't agree with, with Wojer, because I have mm. this much higher than she does, but there was a brief period, about a month after People's Champ came out, for about six months, where I don't think I listened to it, because I got so sick of it. But I've come to the conclusion that I think I just overdid it with this song at first. Yeah. Like, I loved it so much at first that after a month, I'm like, good lord, I can't listen you to that ran anymore. out of places to go. And now, yeah, exactly. And now I'm back to a point where it's like, this song kicks ass. I think it's okay. fucking really cool. I love it. Uh, a lot of fun. The only thing I don't like about this song is that they put it out so far ahead of the album that when Rally Cry came out and it was on there, it was like, ah, you're just kind of taking up our a track spot you know mm. like there's no real reason like to me this should have been just another single yeah in their history but they chose to put on the album and it just kind of on on a whole brought the album down for me in terms of excitement it was one less song I could look forward to because because of again the, the length of time they put it up beforehand now you have this second last I do like I don't like if if it's like 10 spots lower, if it's 15, 20 spots lower, sure. 
How do you how do you justify having the second last? <laughs> basically, how uh, is this the second basically worst? Fuck you. Basically, how is this the how second worst Arkell song ever? You know what? Okay. I don't want you to feel personally attacked here, but I'm personally you attacking look, you. I want right, you to look fine. at the microphone and tell Max Kerman why this is the second or song he's written. Listen, it's it has nothing to do with the lovely living of oh, Don't just tell Max. You tell the rest of them, too. Okay. Yeah. That, that fucker Mike. Mike and guitar. Reg. Listen here, okay? No, well, I'm the guitarist. But, oh, okay, yeah, well. Mike. Um, I put this second last, and I explained it to both of you prior but I'll explain you, it to you, everyone else. What are you talking about prior? This is prior. the first time we've spoken to you about the Arcanos. Okay. Anyways. This song was put out... Poor. Poor Walter. Describing Donald Trump. And every time I heard it since, I agree with... It played over and over and over again. So it just got tired for me in the first place. I'm still maybe looking for that second win for it to come back and, like, wow me again. But every time I hear it, it reminds me of Donald Trump and... I just, that's why I had to put it so low. Because it just, it makes me upset okay. to think about Donald Trump. Now, on and a, have an Arkell song, a band I love so dearly, remind me of that. Now, on a political level, uh, Donald Trump, Hugo Chavez, who's worse? Well, I didn't live in the same timeline as Hugo Chavez. Well, you did, actually. Well, when, when was that an issue? Good the early God. 2000s. Well, I was too young for that. <laughs> She was too busy on LimeWire. I don't know if you heard that. She's too busy downloading uh, Enter Sandman by Van Halen on LimeWire. Exactly. All right. Uh, Number number uh, 34. I'm With You by Justin Timberlake. Mm. (laughs) Number 34. What are you holding on to uh, off of High Noon? A fun little bop, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. I had it 47th. James had it 22nd. Uh, Wojer had it 36th. So, again, another one where the crowd was a little split here. It's fun. It's and fun. It, I is, act, it is fun. And I do like it. I just don't think it's, like, amazing. This is That's a Wojci Shuffle classic. It really is. This is it's one got where, that beat. This is one where I'm like, I put it 47th, but I don't I, I don't mean anything by that. It's still good. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's just not... It's, Someone it's had just, to come 34th. Yeah, it's Austin like Matthews there were 34. There were 46 no other songs here. that are yeah. better than it. That yeah. was my thought. So okay. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was right around where I put it. So we're good. All right. Now we need a bit of an explanation on this next one. Uh, I, I filled 21 spots on numbers 33, Eyes on the Prize from Rally Cry. Um, this is um, a top five musically produced song from the uh, Arkells. I will not hear anything of the contrary. No, I'll agree with you there. Uh, the, it's uh, very well The done. lyrics bring it down slightly. Uh, that's why I had it, I believe, 12th. <laughs> um, but uh, it's 33rd. Um, so take it away, guys, on this masterpiece of oh, song. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's wonderfully produced. Like it, It's great. It's honestly one of the best songs I think they've ever done in that sense. It's a bad song, though. Like, it's just not... Well, that doesn't make good. sense. It's not, it's it's, not it, catchy. It's either well-produced or, like, musically. Or I mean, the production good. value is good. The tune is annoying. The lyrics are very weak. Uh, it's just not great. The like, tune it's just, is annoying. It's very solid. Like, the sound mixing is good and everything on mm-hmm. that. I actually, like, I notice that every time I listen to it. But it annoys the hell out of me. I don't really get... I don't get this song. I just... <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't... 
really get what the chorus is. I don't. I don't get any of this. Like I just that's, don't. It's just yeah, bizarre. That's a hundred percent why. Yeah. My it's, I, it's, I read it's, it right above where it is. It's like, just another one. Like it was just like American Screams with me. It's like I get what they were going for. It just doesn't do anything for yeah. me. I don't really. I don't really get it. I had a fifty fourth. James had a twelfth. Uh, Wojer had it thirty third. Yeah, right where so. it is. This is a song where the first time I heard the album, um, it was clear to me this was the best written song on the album. Lyric, yeah, um, I think it's good lyrically. Not, not lyrically, like no. as a song. Like, oh, this okay, is then. Music, I'm like, so sorry, I disagree. This, this is musically like close to perfection for this band. Um, so how so? Well, like What's the chord progressions, the way that the horns intertwine with the overall, like just essence of what the guitar is doing at the same time that the piano work is you know it's it's genius in in, in the scope of for its sure writer. for sure so in that essence there's there's nothing confusing about listening to it for me yeah but like uh, like what you're describing it's like if i'm if i were in uh, a university for music then it's something that i would definitely uh, appreciate in like a university music class or something but like the enjoyment of listening to it it's just like yeah like they did a good job producing the song but the song is annoying there there's it's just not catchy like it's 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 annoying like it, the tune is annoying i find and mm-hmm. um but it like again like you are completely right like it's very very well done the way that they put everything together but i just think it's 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 an irritating song i don't, I don't get it mm. Mm. you had it at 54 eh I don't like it at all. Okay. <laughs> like, I, this is another one. I, very I, I've, I've tried. I've tried. Yeah. I don't, like, the the older they get, I don't want to dislike anything they do. Right. Right? Because I don't want them to get to that point where it's like, ah, they don't get it anymore. You know how bands just get there? And I don't think the Arkells are going to get there any fucking time soon. No. So the more, but the more they do their music, the more I want to like it. But this is one where it's just like, I continually try to listen to it and I just don't. I just have no real appreciation for it. But it's not really, like, it's more influenced by, like, a style of music that's not really my favorite either. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Number 32, Come Back Home from Morning Report. Mm. Mm. Um, I have a 22nd. James has it 42nd. Wojer has it 34th. A lot of these middle songs, there's just, you know, like a 10, 10 yeah. 15 mm-hmm. spot gap between a lot, all of us here. Yeah. I really like this song, really actually. Like, I, I wanted... This is one where a personal bias wanted to put it higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't justify it. Like, it's just... It's kind of a slower mm-hmm. tune. There's... Because of the the beat of the song, there are a few seconds of lulls, kind of. And they kind of bug me. But in general, lyrically, I think it's great. I think it's... I think it's a cool song. Mm-hmm. The vibe's nice. You know? It's an interesting choice for the album. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from the song. It's placement on the album with other songs like "And Then Some" and "My Heart's Always Yours," make it a very confusing. Yeah, that's a good point too. Continuity for that. the album. Yeah. Where it's like I'm going to talk about how much I love this person in two songs, but then I wish you'd come back home. Okay, so like. Are, is this someone else that you're talking about, well, or is the first person not working out, or the the problem that I have because I I made a comment earlier about how I really like Morning Report and you sort of scoffed at the comment, but the problem I've always had with Morning Report and it's kind of funny you brought this up because it, it's bringing back this thought that I've had. Morning Report just kind of feels like a, an album of uh, singles, and there's not a lot of continuity within the lyrics or anything like that within the album. Not as much as you would like. 
and not as much that they as they had had in previous albums. So I think that would be a knock on it because you're right. Like it come back home, it just kind of sticks out. And there's a few songs that just like when you compare Absolutely. them to others, it's just yeah. yeah, like it's just like there really isn't. And then hangs the moon, like again brings it sort of back to, mm-hmm. and then some kind of thing. Like I don't know, it is it is a little bit all over the place in that sense. But uh, song kicks ass, I love it. Mm-hmm. Now there there was a bit of a gap between this album and High Noon, so it's it's possible that you've got a couple songs that you maybe wrote two years ago that you're really attached to and then by the time you're ready to release this album you've come up with more experiences in life and you know someone new for the, for, the, for that matter so I, I can see how that could get lost but I've always looked at albums as being like a movie or you know what I mean like like this section you're, you're putting this all out together on, on, on one day it's like a television show I got 10 episodes to watch they should kind of, in a way, correlate well with each other. And when, when songs don't do that on an album, I find that the album is weaker, not necessarily the songs. But sometimes because of that, the songs, they lose something. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a respectable quality about uh, an artist or a, a group that can come together and put out a piece of artwork that in itself holds up Across all of its songs, um, where this album just, like you said, like I, I mentioned, I don't think it does that. Your your point about a bunch of singles might be a little bit more accurate, but that's not really. I mean, what that's I'm a common at. problem that bands have. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, I just. It's don't the like closest it when they the Arkells have come yeah. to doing that anyway. Yeah. But in another sense, it made a lot of people fall in love with them too. That maybe aren't sure. weren't already either. So. Because sure. that was the album I I consider their breakout album. Like, I, I think that was when they rose to a spot in Canada that they were not at before. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I, uh, High Noon just doesn't get enough love. That's my thing with it. Like, well, it, it deserves a lot more, yeah, but it doesn't get any. That, like, that, you, you may be right on that, because I think so highly of that album. Most people I know, there are Arkell's knowledge is within the last five years. It's not High Noon. Hmm. Leather Jacket maybe, maybe, like, helped it because that was the song that kind of hit the radios and everyone heard right at you know right off the bat but sorry payphone thank you yeah thank you uh anything to add there uh, Roger? you guys said a lot so i'm home. just gonna yeah, go that's to fair. Number yeah that was that 31 was a lot of debate over two songs <laughs> yeah. so are, are you gonna uh number 31 because i don't think you know oh, much dear. about uh, song number 31 oh, dear. because you forgot about personal song number 31 there it is uh where are you going off of michigan yeah. left the seventh song already in the top or bottom, I should say, bottom 30 uh, of this uh, ranking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> no, none, eh? Interesting. Just laughter. All right. How dare Stifled you? Stifled laughter. I for- it's not that I forgot about this song. I'm going to walk away, so th- th- it's all yours. I did not forget about this song. My <laughs> Apple Music <laughs> forgot about this song, and I Frickin stupidly robots. trusted Apple Music. How dare they? And they failed me. So, I forgot about this song, and then we tallied up all of the votes, and we realized at the very end that I had not ranked this. And then I think I put it at, I don't know, number 39 or something. No. I- so, in the same vicinity, in the same area as where it was ranked. I just like the idea that you are, are going to try to sit there and say... I didn't forget about it. I iTunes forgot about it. Yet 
You knew how many songs there were. Yeah, but there's six. The thing here's the thing. I knew how many songs were. I accidentally wrote a song twice, so it's not like I was missing a song and went looking for it. I thought I had covered all the songs and didn't realize there was a duplicate. Mm. It was a classic sitcom moment that has probably happened many times, and I shouldn't be faulted for that. Thank you so much. Well, we will definitely hold you accountable for it. Um, whether you agree or not, that's not for you to decide. It's for the, the fine listeners of the Laced Up podcast. Totally. Uh, do place your votes at uh, our Twitter account, whether you think uh, Miss Woger yes. forgot Swipe up and vote. or did not forget. Where are you going off Michigan left? Um, fun little ditty. I'll say that. That's, that's the most I'll give it. Um, it's right... Uh, in what you would call the halfway point because 61 doesn't divide very equally but uh, you know 31 is a good place as any to draw the line I guess so yeah that's how math had decided it would work for sure well it would be 30 and a half so we're not quite there but we're not too low either Um, okay the top half (laughs) if you say so I mean I don't really know how we're doing this if the math checks out uh, the top half, we're going to start off with a song that should not be in the top half by any fucking stretch of the imagination. A real bad tune. Uh, no, it's not bad. It's just not Have bad. another drink. Uh, number 30, A Little More off Campfire Chords. Uh, not even the best song on that album. So, um, interesting. Well, that's right, because it's a greatest hits album. Mm. Uh, I, I, look, I, I don't think that this song is anything wildly imaginative. As far as it goes lyrically. Nope. But I do think that the concept of it and... Like, there's something to be said, I think, with the Arkells with just the simplicity within their lyrics. Like, they don't really try to paint you a picture where you gotta frickin' interpret everything. And as an English major, like, I, I definitely like reading into things. But there is something to be said for just the simplicity of just telling the story as it is. And that's kind of what this song does, and that's what they do in general. But I think the actual concept of the song, combined with the tune itself, I think this is a beautiful song. Like, just absolutely beautiful. And I enjoy listening to it just because of the story that it tells. And the tune itself, I think, does... uh, It speaks for it. Uh, I had it 24th, James had it 46th, and Woger had it 21st. So, Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, this is the definition of a song stuck in quarantine, where the band said, "What do we have lying around?" and uh, put it out there for us to hear. So, in my that's opinion. enough. Yeah. So you think it was lazy? It was old. Oh boy. Hmm? It was old. It yeah. didn't match where they were talent, talent-wise, at this stage of their careers. Okay. Yeah. As right. as you'll find out by the song they released. Directly after this. Well, didn't... Which is before, vastly superior to this But piece. didn't this come out in February, this no. song? When no, did they, this one come out? they put out? it out a With few weeks Campfire. ago. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you'll, you'll see a, a big discrepancy between uh, this one and the one they followed up with in terms mm, of talent. True. So, mm. true. Would agree on that one. A lot of question marks yeah. as to maybe sure. how long right. this one's been sitting in the vault for. Uh, so, okay. all right, well... Uh, don't worry, Max, and uh, all the other Arkells or Arkells fans that are listening <laughs> to this, Arquettes. because if you felt attacked, uh, I'm about to get attacked, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Number 29, John Lennon off Jackson Square. Yeah, Wojer had a 12th, James had a 21st, I had a 58th. 
How goddamn Yeah, you're going to have to explain that one. Yeah. Lazy song. Oh, really, really know. lazy. La- lazy is such an interesting way of describing music because I don't, I don't really understand what that means. There's just nothing to it. Like, it's just such a basic beat, tune, lyrics, everything. It's very... It's very uh, first album-y to me. And, uh, Fitting. Yeah. They, would, it, would it help if it was named something else? Uh, honest honest to God. I, I think it gets a lot of flack for being called Honest to God, John I don't Lennon. care that it's John Lennon. I hate the fact that they just continually repeat, I'm John Lennon in 67 is super annoying. They don't repeat is super annoying. That that was me adding. Uh, mm. I didn't I didn't put a comma uh, in that sentence. And therefore, I'm lazy. So <laughs> yeah. It's a weak chorus. I'll give you that. Um, it is uh, brilliant verse work in terms of right. the uh, writing and the music- musicianship I think is some of the best on the album but um, we don't agree do so. not agree I yeah. agree with James thank you I'm so sorry oh Brits oh it's, it's fine you did it earlier we're gonna bleep it out a bunch it's fine did I say it earlier oh freaking hell uh, my name's James that's what I said okay. what did I say just clarify alright <laughs> number 28 is private school uh, I had it 19th, James had it 23rd, Woger had it 47th, which I was kind of surprised with. Yeah. I figured you for a private school gal. Or a private school girl, you might even say. Listen, I do I'm have Bruce to... Taglia. She is a private school ESPN. girl. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that out of the way. Early. I do have the merch, private school girl. Do you? I wouldn't know. You're not wearing it. Oh my god. Grow up. Freaking sassy. You know what? I do love this song... I remember, like I remember when they <laughs> I remember when they put it out, they announced that it wasn't anything like they had done before, and I really liked it then, and listening to it as much as I have now, I don't know, it's, I that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good song, if it's different than stuff that they did, and I've kind of realized that, and that's why it's as low as I put it. Like, look, I only put it 19th. So it's not like I it's not like I put it in my top ten or anything like that. But this I legit would say is the only song on this list where I was disappointed to see how low it finished. Like I just I wish yeah. I wished it was higher. Uh, like I think I think it's better than Drake's Dad, obviously because that's how that. I, that's how I ranked it. But mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I was just disappointed. But I mean, it's it's a great song, kicks ass. It's, cool. uh, it's interesting that you both agree that it's better than Drake's Dad yet. Somehow the averages say that we've got Drake's head higher. Drake's head, I rated lower than Private School. I and I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the averages, baby. It's the math. Yeah, look it up. Take it, baby. <laughs> Number twenty-seven. <clears throat> Crawling through the window from oh, high noon. Yeah, jeez, I'm so sorry. This is almost so sorry. This is ranked twenty-seventh, which is almost as many points as it lost from my ranking. So, um, I'm going to need some explanations on this one. This is almost... Oh, it's good. It's not great. (laughs) That's all I got for you. This is almost... It's cool. It kicks ass. This is the lowest in terms of, like, scale where I was off by. I, I would say, with Crawling Through the Window, that I've never... I feel weird saying I've never gotten into it, because I do, I do like it. I feel like there's room to move for me on crawling through the window though like I feel like if we did this redid this list in a year it might be a top 20 or even 15 song for me I don't Mm. think it would fall for me like I had it 34th James had it uh, 5th and Woger had it 49th like I I think the tune is really cool Mm -hmm. I think it's a really interesting beat um 
But I like I, I don't know. I, I just That's about it. Yeah, I just don't yeah. have anything where it like wows me, mm-hmm. but it's cool. It's I'm really never, cool. I'm never gonna go to the Arkells library of music and go, you know what I wanna listen to? It is Probably. a song though. Like I just maybe maybe I just have unresolved feelings with this song. Because like <laughs> Oh no. I would say if this song ever came on at one of their shows though, I'd freak the fuck mm. out. Because I just wouldn't see it coming and I do think it rocks. Like it, it does rock, but you Yeah, haven't... fuck it. You know what? I'm sorry, James. <laughs> <laughs> we did you dirty, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had this as high as third. <sighs> yeah, I'm as so sorry. As low as seventh. Maybe I'm Maybe that's cool. That was always a staple for you too. Yeah. It's just you know what another thing like okay like I'd be interested to hear this though is like you did rank things according to um, like their cultural impact and things like that. Yeah, I've never heard anyone talk about this. Song. No, <laughs> never seen mention of it anywhere. And and there's more. And to, that's fine. Like that doesn't. Yeah, there's that, more to how that I doesn't judge mean cultural, anything for me. Yeah. for in a song. There's but. there's more to how I, I rank a cultural meaning than. If other Arkells fans have heard it, if I listen to a song and I go, um, you know, I I can say that oh this relates to this location or it relates to this experience like that's a cultural experience for me like just the idea of having a buddy call you on the phone and be like oh yeah you you're never gonna guess like this this girl I met tonight she's she's fucking at, at ten and you know full well that Who it's that on two the phone? in the morning. And it was on a ten, but he he swears. I just I just hooked up with this ten, and it's like yeah, that's probably not. Uh, being accurate. James's buddy, I would like to let all girls who are listening to the podcast know that I've never called him at two in the morning to say that I'm at a fucking ten. Yeah, so he's not talking about me. Either. That's fair. But um, I you know have. what I mean? Like that, that, <laughs> that that cultural impact of being so overconfident in yourself, yeah. despite being in a bad place in life. Oh, it kicks ass. I, I, I'm good real. with that song. I, I'm sorry. It is uh, a darling of mine. Um, number 26, Dirty Blonde, which I had 23rd. James had 32nd. Wojer had 31st. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's an amazing song or anything like that, but the beat is just... Yeah. It's like, that's one where I, if I'm, like, making a playlist and, like, we're out somewhere drinking kind of thing, like, it's just a good mm-hmm. song to mix in. I think it's just a really fun, upbeat sort of song. I really enjoy it. It's cool. It's great. Yeah, it's... Um... You're talking the halfway point of what I would consider their best album, and you're still going strong. So, by all accounts, yeah, you know it, it, it does its job, and it's got some nice references in it. And um, I think there's something so. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think there's something that's just so sexy about like that like chorus. The, that chorus is just like every time you hear it, it just turns you on in a way. You're going to hate me for saying this, um, but the part in Dirty Blonde when they clap their hands always reminded me of the Friends theme song, and I'm a huge <laughs> Friends fan, and that I just, every time I hear the song, I always, like, clap to, and that's why I love that song so mm. much. It's a really good song, and I think you don't need to know it to hear it when you're pre-drinking with your buddies and bop along to it, so I think it's a good one, but that's a reason I thought yeah I had it at 31 so okay. I really that part's fun so. the uh, top 25 I don't know if that's right. a benchmark or not. Mm-hmm. no not really when it's out of 61 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drake's dad yes that Drake um, 25th off of morning reports um, um, hmm. 
The, the anthem for drinking in the shower is what I would mm. consider it, yeah. and that's why I really like that's it. That's my favorite line in the whole song, and that's about all it gets for me. One of my favorite R. Kell's lines ever. Like, yeah. I just think it's well, cool as shit. Do my pre-drinking, drink I had it as the song, like the last one that's outside true. the top ten. Oh, I got a lot. Yeah. You had this one outside of the top ten? Eleventh. Oh. It was just, just yeah. missed the top ten. Uh, 27 for me, 11 for James, 48 for Wojo. Yeah. Not a fan of this song. But you know what? Like, I can respect that. I mm. uh, completely understand why people wouldn't like this song. Yeah. I do get it. It's 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 another one where the... It's, <laughs> it's another one where I can understand people thinking that maybe, like, the chorus is annoying or something like that. Yeah. Um, like, they, it's just a very bold decision on the vocal ranges there, which I think is cool as fuck. So... But... I uh, I really like the song. Like I think it's good. I, I think of the two because they get grouped together. Like Private School is the better song, but I do like Drake's dad. So here's here's what the, cool guy. The, the big differences for me. Big Drake guy. We we go from High Noon, which in, again I've said before, I think it's their best album, and they put out this song, Private School, which is a vastly different approach to their music and their writing, and it's it's good. I like it. But I'm worried because I hear that and I'm thinking like, oh boy, is this what the next album's going to be like? And I like it when bands take approaches that aren't, you know, linear with their entire careers. You know, it, it's good to experiment. And then they put the album out and the first fucking track you hear is Drake's Dad. And it comes in and they've cool. got the horns playing in the background. Yeah. They've really got cool. the callbacks from the Arquettes playing in the chorus. It is masterful musicianship um, and it blew me away this song, this song absolutely blows me away because of the choice to put it first on an album following up like an amazing piece of uh, artwork in High Noon but also kind of following up the single that is Private School it just like it brought you back into a headspace where you're thinking like this this band is never going to give you what you think they're going to give you and to me it's it's held a special spot maybe unjustifully so like you guys have a little lower maybe I shouldn't have it as high because of these reasons but that's, that's kind of where I came down with my decision mm-hmm. on having it as high as I did I, I, I just think it's brilliant fucking um, advertising and writing on their part Plus, it's like Drake's dad. How, how fucking funny of a title is that? How fucking funny is that? So it was really interesting to write a song about Drake's dad uh, as a Drake fan, considering all the complaining Drake does about his dad. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, number twenty-four, "Relentless," off of "Rally Cry." Older. Yeah, I had it at twenty-seven, so I think that's where it should be. See, you're, you're talking... this is the song that we agreed on. Yeah, I. That's emotional. I think. Like, what you just said about um, Drake's dad with the horns and everything. Like, I think the cool instruments, like, when it comes into the song, I think it's a good one. And I think that's why it should be higher than Drake's dad. Um, yeah. They're I'd close. Like, yeah, I, like obviously, I just... Obviously, we have them yeah. close, but... I just like Relentless a little bit. Just, well, a lot of it better than Drake's this dad. This is also but. the second and final reference of the Tragically Hip in the Arkell's music. Uh, Relentless uh, uh, being... Uh, a somewhat not dedication, but it refers to the description of Gord Downey by his guitar player uh, right. Paul Langlow mm-hmm. about how he's relentless like a dog on a bone. Um, shortly after his passing, as well, so it it, did, it does hold a special place for me mm-hmm. as a hip fan. 
and uh, I do love it for that reason. But um, I'm surprised it's not higher on your list then. Yeah, one one good line in a chorus yeah. does not a song make. If only there, there were go. a way to control where you ranked it. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> number twenty three, Ballad of Hugo Chavez. Hey hey hey. I uh, feel like this will be the one that I'm going to get flack from from Arkells fans listening to this. Uh, I had it at 41. James had it at 25. Woger at 14. Just now, why so low? Again, it's just the, that first album really only does so much for me musically. And fun chorus, for sure. Lyrics are super interesting. Um, again, like 40, 41's, 41 for me on this list is... You know, like Third Eye Blind's my my favorite band. Like the last song on that list would still be a song that I like. Mm. It's the same idea here. Like right. I I freaking think I like the song a lot. I just don't think it's anything special. That's all. I I like how it's aged in the sense that when they wrote it, Hugo Chavez was this leftist hero that it quickly became a, uh, a dictator. <laughs> Um, and now they kind of have to hide in shame from performing it to some degree. <laughs> um, I think that's fun, but that, that's that's music. Like that's you put something out, and it's like artwork. It's yeah. it's never going to escape that time frame. Any mm-hmm. band that's going to yeah. dabble into political rock yeah. and do it in a very specific way is really rolling the dice. Like like Muse. Is very like uh, we're just going to make a bunch of albums about the fucking novel 1984 kind of thing, right? And so they just sort of stick to like this sort of broad concept, and so their music never is really going to age poorly because they don't really commit to anything specific. You know what I mean? It's just sort of off a theme, and they they create a theme and things like that. So they're good, but yeah, the Arkells, if they're gonna Mm -hmm. if they're gonna take a shot at someone specifically, yeah, it might not work out uh, all the time, but that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. cool still. This was the first song that I've ever heard from the Arkells. That's and fair. Mr. Joe Willis showed me the song that's and uh, hooked me. So that's why it's so. Well, Shout it's, out to uh, Joe Willis on the yeah, podcast. A little bit higher. The, for me. the same Joe Willis that uh, I went to an Arkells show once with, who then said, What are you doing this weekend? I got a shag. And um, I guess our history is kind of, uh, you know, that explains that. So. <laughs> Well, we met the shake. So. Yes, thank you. I was there. Yeah. Were you? I think yeah. I think was too. Yeah. Um, number 22? 22? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes, sir. 22. Uh, no Champagne Socialist off of Jackson Square. Going back to back here. Yeah, I had a 28th. James had it 43rd. Uh, Heartbreak City for Miss Woger. She had it number two. I mean, that's wild. You, you get twenty wild. second out of it. You got to keep one of the twos. I really like the song. I think it is good. It just it only it's another one where I think it's just almost too slow uh, at parts for like the rocky feel that it presents. I kind of wish like the pace were a little quicker or something to it. I got to tell you though, that harmonica mm-hmm. kills me. Just just awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I love it. It's it's super. It's it's a direction where I hope they go back to a little bit someday and do something a little more bluesy because I do mm-hmm. think they have that in them and they haven't really done that it's mostly just been like a college rock sound merged with Motown for the most part the last few albums yeah. which is cool as shit but um, I do I would like to hear a little more blues from them and this is the song I'm specifically referencing when I make that point there you go. it's like a different band for me a little bit like 
I can understand that. It's so hard to put this song in the scope of the Arkells because of how different the song is from everything else they've done. I love the song on a you know fun basis, like a you know throw it on a playlist and have a good time kind of thing. Um, the chorus is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you're gonna you're gonna put a song out there called "No Champagne Socialist" and find a way to like work that into a chorus. Again, I think that's brilliant writing. But at its roots, it's a blues song. And I've heard a million fucking blues songs. And it just doesn't wow me. It doesn't do anything more than the last 999,000 blues songs. How dare you? How dare you indeed. How dare you? You had it second. I did. It was, like, again, like I just said, uh, the ballad of Hugo Chavez, that's the first song I ever heard, but then I listened to the album, and that was probably my favorite one, right from when I heard that album, and I've loved it ever since, and it's... Yeah. I I don't get tired of blues. I'm someone who, who every year, attends a blues festival. We saw the Arkells at a blues festival, I believe. It's true. Blues. Yeah. Where they did not play this particular blues No, song. well, you know, you have 45 minutes, so you kind of you got to please the crowd. Travesty. Yeah. Interesting. Number number 21, uh, and arguably my favorite Arkells song, wow. uh, Savannah, which I had at 21, so it's I got my way. Uh, James had it at 41. Wojer had it at 8. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm not going to argue my with that. My dear, dear good, Savannah. Yeah. Now, I, we know a Savannah. Is that why it's so high for you? No. Oh, okay. It helps. It definitely oh, helps. All right. But, uh, no. I'll tell you, since I heard that song, if I meet a girl named Savannah, it's bonus points. Usually, there you go. So. Not many are not out there. Many. No, currently. I haven't met many. Yeah. If your name is Savannah, uh, please tweet at the Laced Up Podcast. That's it? Until yeah, you're, you're not finishing your sentences very much <laughs> yeah. tonight. I do, I do like the song. I just, I don't really think like it's their. Uh, like, I, I particularly love it, but I don't think that they do anything super special in the song that makes it uh, very unique. Other than lyrically, I think it's my favorite sort of story that they tell. Other than maybe like two other songs, um, I, I just find it super interesting. It's fun to sing along to. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's one that I almost wish they would have done as a single. But I don't know if it would have stood out enough for them to for it to really be worth Take releasing off, as yeah. a single. Like it's kind of, it's not like it's been done, but it's it wasn't anything super unique. And most of their singles off this album were quite mm-hmm. unique. So, yeah, the, the the way he, you know, says the name Savannah in the chorus is very like powerful, and it, it makes the song I think what it is. But if you break it down and listen to the song beyond the words and the singing there just isn't a lot there there's just not a lot to get excited about in the in the scope of this album like there's so many better songs in my opinion off this album musically that one good chorus does not you know elevate it past the rest of them uh, on, on a whole but do you want to talk about Savannah at all Walter? she's a wonderful lady she's, she's a wonderful we lady we used to come into work and sing it to her <laughs> we did uh, number 20 is Cynical Bastards off the same album High Noon ah oh, the bastards the bastards this <laughs> is the song that um, I listened to on High Noon uh, I believe it's the third track and when I heard it for the first time I went uh, this is a game changer this band oh, wow. is a game changer and from that point on in the album um everything else that followed was just like better and better and better 
um, in the scope of surprising me. And mm. this is the one that kicked it off. Good point. Wow. You know, um, those first two songs in the album, I, I believe it's Fake Money and, and Come to Light. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Great songs. But it was kind of like, this is what I expect from them after hearing the last two albums. They put out Cynical Bastards and it blew my mind. Yeah, the piano is pretty great at the mm-hmm. beginning. That, I really that, do. That was when you kind of knew that they've yeah. changed from Dan Griffin to Anthony Carone. And right. it was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this guy knows what he's doing. It's like, sit down for a second, yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah, shut up and sit down, I got this, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like the song. It's worth noting that uh, Cynical, my second kind of favorite bastards after Inglorious. So. Wow. Good. Good. There you go. <laughs> no, honestly, the, like this song, I, I, I've always liked it because it sort of, uh, it strikes a chord for me listen, uh, listening to the song Living in Thunder Bay because I think that this is sort of uh, very adjacent to the Living in Thunder Bay sort of experience where it's just everyone around here seems to do nothing but shit on the place and do nothing to really move it forward. And that's kind of what the song's about. It's just these cynical bastards, you know. Yeah. Move a little faster, baby. Exactly. Fuck them. Yeah. So, I like the song. I think it's great. I had it 18. Uh, James had it 15. Wojer had it 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, fake Money at 19, completing the uh, yeah. high noon hat trick uh, three in a row. Um, now, again, I just mentioned... I'm not even going to argue with this one, yeah. Wojer. I'm, I'm good. I'm very respectful with of where you put that. But I, 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 Again, like, <laughs> I, I think Cynical Bastard is in the upper echelon of this album. I don't think Fake Money is in the same category. Um it's close, but I don't. I don't think it should be beating out the last uh, even two songs, in my opinion. But okay. um, your thoughts? Oh, I had it at number six, Fake Money. So I mm. do enjoy Fake Money quite a bit better. Um, it kicks ass. It really does. Like it absolutely kicks ass. Yeah. So you can't take that away from this song. It's fun to sing. It's fun to get drunk to. I love uh. the story of them being on tour in Europe with Frank Turner. And they needed something <laughs> to like play that was Frank Turner adjacent because well, they were in Ireland and they were in Ireland yeah. when well yeah and Frank Turner's very you know British sounding rock so it's this is their closest to a Frank Turner song that they have so, so Max <laughs> apparently like was he singing and he forgot the lyrics or he no oh, just made a comment about how he they were rehearsing and for he the forgot show the lyrics in Dublin that night and yeah. he was like we're gonna play Fake Money it's the most like Irish pub song we have yeah. Yeah, I don't know lyrics. <laughs> Who has lyrics? But it just reminded me so much of "Get Him to the Greek," where fucking Jonah Hill's running around being like, "Does anyone know the lyrics to African Child?" Yeah, like it's just like Unreal. Jesus Christ, yeah. Max, right? But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, number eighteen, "Show Me, Don't Tell Me" from Rally Cry. Uh, eh, don't don't really love where it finished, but um, that's democracy. Yeah, me me neither. Uh, <laughs> For different reasons. Uh, I had it 5th. James had it 31st. Wojer had it 20th. Um, yeah. It takes a lot of the... I mean, like, th- this song's more or less musically uh, kind of a love letter to U2. It's very U2 adjacent. It's everything about it. Just the guitar work reminds me of The Edge. Like, everything like that. But it's not really necessarily um, why I like the song. I do like U2 a lot, but I... I lyrically think that it's just sort of a important sort of message kind of behind the song. The story's super interesting. Um, I think it's just straight across just a beautiful, beautiful song. And 
it's one of those ones where I listened to the shit out of it as soon as it came out. Mm-hmm. It was instantly my favorite song on the album. And I was wondering if I would ever get sick of it. And the more times I hear it, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's super underappreciated in the grand scheme of their of their discography. And, yeah, I, I, I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Everything that he just said, I agree with. Love that song. Thank you, Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so Silly kind of cop out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Number 17, uh, unless you had anything, you unless you wanted to no. tear, tear apart. No, it's fine. My song that I love very much. Mm. Don't you dare. Uh, number 17, uh, A Little Rain, a song for Pete. Uh, you might also know it as. Uh, uh, I had it 12th, James had it 18th, Wojer had it 25th. How did you get it that low? I don't know. How dare you? Okay. Don't how dare me. Listen. <laughs> How dare me? How dare, <laughs> dare you? you? <laughs> one, of the, one of those songs that wasn't, again, wasn't, out, uh, wasn't a single but had a music video and a standout of uh, artistry from Anthony Carolla on the keys. I agree with that. Did they play it when they came here for Blues Fest? I don't think so. Does that matter? I don't think it did for me. Oh. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, they didn't play that song. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that I really needed to I don't miss it when it's play. not around. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I don't yeah. And that's why it ended up where it is for me. It's good. I think the piano is amazing. Love me some piano. Uh, but. It's... it's a fun song and I, mm-hmm. I like it because it's kind of one song uh, where I definitely feel like it would have fit on High Noon. And it probably would have fit on Rally Cry, but it ended up on Morning Report. Like, it's just... Um, it's very R. Kelsey, I think, mm-hmm. like just in a lot of ways, it sort of pays homage to some of their older stuff, but it was very current sounding at the time. And, um, I like it. Like, it's just, it's a very upbeat, positive sort of song. And I think that that's cool. I do love that they took like a song and, uh, sorry, like, like a theme where they took a character from, uh, No Champagne Socialist on their first album and found exactly Mm -hmm. they brought it back on very clever what is I guess like kind of the most recent album because I don't like classify Campfire Chords as being an album so um, but yeah just like the the idea that those two guys are are brothers in the same world and and uh, I I love that like Mm -hmm. that's fantastic like these guys do that all the time they bring back these characters like Jules and and Lonnie and and Adam's taking his pants off again like I love that. They keep the spirit alive, and it's admirable. Number 16 is Making Do from Morning Report. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Great song. Yeah. Great song. You know what? I I put it for a 17th. Uh, James had it 24th. Wojo had it 13th. I thought that this was going to be one that you guys were going to have a lot lower than where I had it. Absolutely. Like, I just don't... This is another one where I feel like I just don't know a lot of people that love this song of theirs but for a while like when that album first came out this was probably my favorite song on the album upon initial release and um i just think the story in it's super interesting it's uh it's great mm-hmm. like now we're at that point like remember when in like the like an hour two hours ago there <laughs> where we're just sitting there and we're just like yeah you don't know it's, 10, it's fine like, and then we yeah. just go to the next song it's like yeah it's fine now we're at the point where it's like yeah it's great like this yeah. song yeah. fucking kicks ass like what do you want me to say yeah we, we have a top 10 that's going to be on this like list but there's like like 30 fucking songs like in that top 10 right yeah. like honestly and this, like, this is yeah. the part of the podcast where i should mention that for season three uh, we are no longer doing the top 10. It's actually going to be top 61s from now on. So. <laughs> Aggressive. Uh, number <Amazing>. 15. 
You guys going to stick around for that? Every episode's going to be four and a half hours next uh, season. Number 15, we have the uh, numerical darling 1111 off of High Noon. Um, A cult favorite. A cult cult fucking favorite. I want to talk about it. It's 1111. Who doesn't know what 1111 is? Yeah, this this moved around a lot. I initially put it, uh, like I think it was in the 30s when I first did the list. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I kind of thought about it, and I'm like, well, everybody loves this song. At some point, I have to give it its due. So I moved it up to, like, sixth. And then I started thinking about it, and, like, I just... I couldn't justify having it in the top ten over so many other songs. And I just kept moving it down, and then, like, I would think of another song, and it's just like, well, no, this song's better. Uh, I had it 14th, James had it 16th, and Woger had it 17th, which puts it at 15th, because that's sort of how math works. Sometimes. Um, You an 11-11 guy? Yeah, I really like that song. It was one of those songs that I thought it would be a lot higher on my list. Same thing. Yeah. Like, I I think I had um, that one at number three at one point. Oh. And then I was like, well, do I like it because I, it's good or do I like it because it's popular? And, it, like, it ended up being, I think, if it was any lower than top 20. Or, yeah, lower, uh, I would have been upset. So yeah. I think 17 is a good place for me. But 15 overall is... That's perfect. You said it right, though. Like it, it is like a it is a cult favorite because mm-hmm. it is a song that just genuinely every Arkells fan knows and loves. But it yeah. was never a single. And even when I first heard that album, it didn't really stand out to me. It was just sort of like mm-hmm. a basic sort of love song. And the more I listen to it, though, like I mean, it, I guess it is in a lot of ways sort of a basic love song. But the simplicity of it is probably what mm-hmm. makes it so, you know. I think so it, good. Yeah, it was very like cult esque because it eleven make a wish at eleven eleven like that came out at the time where that was popular. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, so yeah. cool. And then it was like, no, this is actually cool. It appeals it to people, I think, yeah. you know, when they do that, right? Not not to get super like sentimental either, but like oh this is a song that I always kind of like. Associate. I make a wish every night at eleven eleven. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I pray to Jesus every night. Eleven eleven. That's when um, I say my prayers. Yeah. No, but I've I've always associated the song kind of with our relationship because mm-hmm. like they're they're the storyline within it is very much kind of similar to how we met that night. Mm-hmm. And thanks, man. Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But also, like, like there's like let's all hold hands. I'm not, I'm not saying that we sat here and made a like you and I made a wish living living that night. No. But like the line, the the twelve thirty four, I held your hips like the shags in Thunder Bay. Yeah, that's they actually end up, they end that's at one. A good point. So it was. It's got to be around twelve thirty that you know we're kind of coming back wow. together at the end of the night. Is it possible that song is about a Thunder Bay shag? It could be. Who's to say? Don't make my heart race right now. That's... If you're a member of the Arkells, please feel free to write into the show and explain your reasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please, please reach out to Trish Del Paggio, a former volunteer at the well, Thunder Bay Blues Fest, where yeah. you've played and also host of a shag that we met at. So <laughs> it's all coming together. Uh, number 14, Only for a Moment, off of Rally Cry. Uh, you guys had this uh, a lot higher than I did. So why do we love it? Uh, very similar to Show Me, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> For, for me, um, I think that it's uh, sort of lyrically adjacent to it in a way. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I really like the story in it. I like the imagery that Max sort of presents and um, very solid sort of single. I had it ninth. James had it 26th. Woger had it 11th. It's so fucking sad. It is. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes That's it's not a bad need. thing. It's not yeah. a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, it is at the ver- at, like, at its core so depressing. Yeah. Um, 
great fucking line in the course there, you know, um, karaoke, retreat in each verse. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I, I can see them, you know, on stage yeah. at a karaoke bar just fucking going about their business and it having was, a good time. The whole song is kind of like a silver lining in a horrible time it's, it's in this a, person's life. It's like, a, let's, yeah. let's have one last great time. Yeah. Um, in the middle of just an awful situation. Yeah. So. It, it, it is a, a really fun song in, in that sense, but I don't know. I just... It's very sad. It's, it's very good. I think it, it's it's well rated. I think you guys did well here in bringing it up. I, had I think it, I had it too low. I had it lower, and I, this is one song I will admit that I moved it up because I... Not relate to it, but I, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just... It strikes a chord with me, I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. On, on my first Almost rank, like a campfire chord. On my first ranking, I, I had Vitaglia. it. <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> My first ranking, I had it 14th, so that would be wow. dead on where it is. Oh, okay, which would have made guys, it uh, like fourth if yeah, you would have kept it there. You guys so. saved me from some yeah. embarrassing moments. There there. So one. So uh, number 13, Saturday Night off of Round Cry. <laughs> wow, uh, this one's that's a banger. Me. This one surprised me. That's a banger. I did not think it was going to get this high on my list. Wow, let alone our collective list. I had it as high as sixth at one point. I had it as high as probably around there. Yeah. yeah, sixth. It's a banger. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a banger, man. I fire this up. I fire this up before I go out Saturday nights, you know? There you go. Back when you could do that. I obviously don't do that anymore. There's so. also the, the double meaning, because we saw them play it on a Saturday, oh, Saturday night, night in, in Toronto, Toronto on the Rally Cry mm-hmm. tour. Um, that but night in Toronto. That night in Toronto. You, you mentioned earlier about, like, the cultural impact that I had in terms of a ranking. The first appearance of this song was the Toronto Maple Leafs tweeting it out on Hawking It in Canada, like the lead yeah. up to their, their one game. Oh, I forgot about that. When it came out. Oh, the, yeah, actually, this is my number one. And, and it, it was like, <laughs> like, how fucking cool is, like, the like there's no way they wrote this song with the Leafs, but it was like, how fucking cool is it that they wrote a song called Saturday Night and the Leafs took it and was like, yeah, no, that's fucking cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Let's promote it. Let's, Let's use make it. like a fucking video. Well, I think and... like the idea of them all being hockey guys too. Like, I think this is just a generalization I can make for a lot of hockey players in Canada. It's just like Saturday night is this big night. Like it's the, all the week is kind of leading up to Saturday night sort of thing. And they make a song about it kind of thing. And yeah, they like, they they clearly love their Saturday nights. I'm glad that they wrote a song about it. Yeah, this, this should probably be like number one for sure. But uh, that's a shame. <laughs> number twelve, whistleblower off Michigan left the other EA initial sports hockey song yeah, by the Arkells. Banger, the first one actually. Wow, this this song I feel like was like the last one written on Michigan left before they put the album out. I don't know, like if I'm right or wrong on that, I'm probably dead wrong, but. Given how low it is on the track listing, mixed with how different it is from the rest of the album, um, just makes me wonder. Um, because it yeah, is, I, it's unreal. I do wonder that too, because like uh, a point that I was kind of waiting to get to until we get to a certain song in a few here, but they know how to start an album, and this is a song that I would have thought would have started the album over Book Club because I feel like this would have. Yeah. This is kind of like a more in-your-face way to start the album. The only like logic I can come up with that maybe this was initially going to be on the album is I do think Book Club is more similar to the rest of the album, whereas I think Whistleblower almost doesn't it's, sound as Michigan left quite yeah. as much. It's almost Stand closer to like a high noon song. I agree. So, yeah. I yeah, you do make an interesting point there. I've never really thought about that, but I, I could see that. Um, I had this third. James had it 17th. Wojer had it 24th. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. 
sorry, what's what's your experience with whistleblower? Because I I know ours is the collective, like we played the video game that had the, uh, had it on there, but we also went to like the show, like where they opened for the hip mm-hmm. in Thunder Bay, and that was. That was like the big song at the time. Like we knew it, it was the big single. Mm-hmm. We all knew the boss is coming, but that was a few years prior, prior to this this uh, the tour. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it relate to someone that's like kind of a new Arkells fan? Well, it's like I have it as twenty uh, fourth. You guys have it higher. I think that's that explains it right there. Like, it's still a great song. You have obviously a closer meaning to it, so that's why you have it higher. But I still think it's up there with some of their best songs. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't hold any like sentimental value in my mind. It's just a great song, mm-hmm. and that's why it's up there. Just a banger. Just a freaking banger. All right, uh, we got number eleven here. Um, just missing out on the top ten. Oh, the boss is coming. Yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly, their most famous song in a, in a sense, in in a grander rock genre sense. This could be their most famous song. Really? For people that don't listen to the Arkells, I'm just saying. If 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 you stumble across a song on a blues playlist as a blues fan, you might hear Old oh, Boss is coming. If you stumble across a indie playlist as an indie music fan, you might hear Oh the Boss is coming. Uh, rock, alternative rock, etc. etc. Still on Rock ninety four all the time. This may be like, their most all the versatile song. Wow. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. Um, like, it's very on. cool. Yeah. It's a very chill song. Like, it is. It's just... It is. And, it, and it's so fucking relatable. Let's be honest. How, yeah. how, many, yeah. how many times have we all sat here going like, oh, fuck, here comes the boss. So, oh, you better stop uh, leaning. Put your, put your phone away. <laughs> so on... Get back uh, to work. I, I, I started a new job this year. And so typically at work, like, we have the ability to control our own music. So sometimes we kind of put our own music on. And every Tuesday at 1 o'clock, uh, shows up to work. And I'm going to bleep his oh, name out now. And I try to time it how so this song plays when he's walking in. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Gets a good laugh. It's pretty Ooh. cool. Yeah. Does, it, does it stand up? Uh, for me, I think I had it... I don't even know where I had it. I had it 16th. James had it 8th. And Wojer had it 18th. Yeah. So. No. Again, with the first album, first couple of songs I listened to, those top three that I mentioned prior stood out in this one, too. Hmm. Good song. Uh, okay. So that, that brings us to uh, a familiar portion of the podcast, which is uh, the uh, the top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Um, top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you tried. There it is. <laughs> no, that was perfect. That was perfect. Um, Sorry, a little slow here. <laughs> the, by my account, uh, only self-titled song uh, off the album Michigan Left, Michigan Left at number 10. Oh, you didn't hear the other five Michigan Lefts? Oh, you didn't hear Jackson Square off Jackson Square? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they haven't done that before, eh? That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of prefer that. I don't usually like when there's a song with mm-hmm. the album title. Yeah. It's just like that song has high uh, expectations to live up to. As, Sometimes it doesn't. And, this and, one is. This one does. Has, <laughs> as Absolutely. someone that has an album coming out, uh, self-plug here. Wow. Um, you guys will be the intro song this week. I, uh, I, I, I named the album, and I knew right away I didn't want the song, any song, to be the same. 
So when the singer came to me and was like, I'm going to name this song after like what you came up for the album, I was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> Take, like, it was, it was like, Born in the Afterglow is the album. And I said, just call it Afterglow. Just, yeah, just yeah, shorten yeah. it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. break it down, like, make that connection, but it's not, it's not the, it's right. the same, right? It doesn't encapsulate everything, but it's making the connection. So, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan Left, uh, the only self-titled song in the Arkell's history. Great fucking tune. Best on the album, in my it's, opinion. It's awesome, man. And I, I honestly, um, like you made reference to this being our top ten. So I'm also going to make this... If we had to do an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite Arkell song, okay. I think this is their most underrated song. Yeah, probably. I, I, I think with even that. within Arkell's fans that it doesn't get enough love. This song is... It's great. Like, it's such a great tune. It's so fun to sing along with. It puts me in a good mood. Yeah. I can listen to it when I'm in a bad mood. Like, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I had it 13th. James had it 9th. Wojer had it 16th. Like, it's just... And it is great. It used to play at my old job uh, all the time. We just had a very, like, Canadian sort of playlist. And this was kind of the Arkell song they had for a while. They had 11-11 for a bit. They had Where Are You Going for a bit. And they had Hey Kids for a bit. But... When they would put in the USB stick that had Michigan Left on it, I was fucking waiting all day for Michigan <laughs> Left. Like, I was just waiting for that song to come on. Uh, I've heard So because of that, because I played every day at work and I listened to it in my own time, I've probably listened to it more times than any Arkell song, but I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I yeah. don't think I've ever skipped this. Never Once it would. comes on. Never you know. Would. Never would. It's one of those ones I, I have to admit, unfortunately, I do forget about. Like, I will never sure. go to it because I want to listen to it. But when it comes on, it's like, oh shit, right? It's one of those. That's why mine's up there too. One of the better, like, hooky intros Mm -hmm. that they've had. Yeah. Like, you hear that fucking, that one, two. Uh, uh, rap on the on the drums, and you're like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't have to convince me any further than that. I'm I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, fire up. Uh, number nine, Deadlines off Jackson Square. Yeah. Also, the name of their very first EP, the Deadlines EP, which got them started under the name Charlemagne, prior to the uh, release of the Arkells right. uh, band name. So we're going way back. History we're, channel podcast. Back. we're going way back in terms of the uh, history of the band here on this yeah. one. Uh, next week, the history of U2. The episode will be uh, <laughs> 16 hours long. Um, l- like, listen, th- this goes back to my previous point. Uh, well, I had an 11th, James had a 19th, Wojo had a 7th. I think I always listen to the first song on an album a little more critically than some of them, and I don't know if that's fair, but I just... I. It sets the tone, right? It's like your first shot of the day in golf. It sets the tone. You want to get off on the right note. You kind of want to let people know what's coming. You want something that kicks ass. The idea that this is not even just the first their first song on that album, but it's the first song, if you listen to that whole album, it's the first time you're ever hearing the Arkells. That song fucking bangs. Like, that song kicks ass. It's super cool. Um, like, they're this college rock sort of band... Still, but especially at the time, they were kind of going for that, I think. Mm-hmm. And the idea of this song, I think, would resonate with just about any sort of university student, right? It's cool. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Here's why it's not the best on that album. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Chuckles. <laughs> well, he's not coming out now. <laughs> he's gone. Oh, no. It's too short. 
Yeah. It's too short. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's true. Like, okay, this, yeah. this is a song where I listen to and no, I you're want right. more. Oh, yeah. I do every time. I'm left wanting more. There, there are, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately of songs that make certain choices, like maybe only have the chorus twice instead of three times. And it kind of leaves me wanting more sometimes. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. that is a genius thing to do. And I'm not saying that is I how I feel with that, it with yeah. Deadlines. But Deadlines is definitely a song. Once mm-hmm. it's over, I'm like, fuck, I can't just listen to it again right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you listen to Deadlines back? But if back? they couldn't, could, if they couldn't come up with another uh, like verse to make it better, True. Yeah, I'm exactly. glad they cut it yeah, off no, where they I, did because I love the song. I And I do and think that that is the beauty of the song yeah. is also how simple it is in yeah. a way like I do agree I agree with both of you like I, it could be longer I want it to be longer but also it probably shouldn't be yeah right? this oh, is the second be. shortest song second shortest okay yeah. I remember it, you it, mentioned it, a song prior we're, we're talking like almost 20 seconds shorter than anything else on that album which yeah. makes me kind of think okay like what did you guys fuck up I almost that's, that's where I come from oh okay and I had the thought one time too where I wondered if it was supposed to be like a minute long and be one of those intros where they were just going to do that and then shoot into the first song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they chose not to. But, like, I... Regardless, I think the drums, uh, everything... Like, just the, the fucking switch, switch foot style fucking sure. intro to yeah. that... Like, on, on the guitar there. Especially switch foot being popular at that time. Like, I thought that was really right. cool, it, it, too. It's really, really fucking good. I'm just... Like, I'm so disappointed that they couldn't take it to the next level. Or, or even just continue... The level that it was at because I mean you talk about you don't want it to ruin by adding more yeah I not, not I, that I they would have but, but I'm I saying think there's a skill in being able to take something great and continue its greatness I'm not disagreeing with you I'm okay. just saying if they had to cut the fat on the song I'm glad that well, if that was that's, the idea you're assuming behind- fat Exactly. Yeah. I'm assuming that we're summoning a cut and they made the tough decision and they cut it and they put it out yeah. and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not upset. I'm not... Yeah. I, it's just I, like... I could, I could listen to more if it was the same level of greatness sure. as the rest of the songs, it's, it's but the same, I don't... same argument, though, as saying, like, any one of these songs we talked about should be a minute longer, but they cut the fat. It's like, well, yeah, like, most of them probably yeah. didn't have the fat to mm. cut, right? So, like... My thought with it is yeah. just because it's one of those songs that doesn't really have a overly complicated chorus. Yeah. Like, the chorus is just two lines, and the chorus only takes, like, 8 to 12 seconds of the song, right? Yeah. So that is another thing that just brings the average length of the song down. If they had, like, a full-length big chorus, but you don't want that in this or song, more music right? You don't in the need middle, one. Yeah. They had the verse and... Everything just speaks for itself. In the I like had, how we're, we're kind of ripping deadlines. deadlines to meet. Right. Yes, exactly. We're ripping That's deadlines exactly. because it's in the top ten, but in like in my opinion, it's not even the best on the album. Sure. So like That's, that's pretty cool that they did that on purpose. You know I mean? like it's, it's, we got to hold these songs accountable for where they are on the I list like where you're at this point. Sorry. So, wow. Number eight. I'm so sorry you hate the list. <laughs> number eight is Knocking at the Door, the single slash extended uh, version of uh, Morning Report. There it is. Um, this song either made their careers or put their careers at a next level, depending yeah. on where you're from. The Olympic thing, we all know about their association with the athletes in uh, Pyeongchang, mm-hmm. listening to this as one of their, you know, pump-up songs before or after an event, and then them flying out there to, to perform the song and, you know, you know, a few set lists over uh, a weekend in Korea during the Olympics, just really put them on the map. 
Like this, this was kind of that moment where you realize like these guys aren't fucking around. They will market themselves however they seem best to propel their careers. Like tragically hip who, yeah, you want us to go to play a bunch of songs in uh, Canada House and the Olympics? Mm-hmm. We're gonna do that. Um, I admire them for it. I think it's a fantastic fucking song, beautifully written. And uh, it's uh, a lot fucking lower than it should be. But that's yeah. just me. Well, we're not throwing anyone out of the bus here, but just uh, for the sake of transparency. Uh, I had it fourth. James had it third. Uh, Wojder had it 30th. Wow. I, uh, <laughs> Whoa. I, I, but like, I agree with you. Like The song obviously reached heights that I don't think anyone thought that a band like the Arkells from Canada would ever get to. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm... like My case in point is that this song is on Sunday Night Football. On the most watched yes. television program in the world, every week. Yeah, it's on there every week. You it's mean, not wasn't you, not like once. It's on there every week before mean, they go to you commercial. Mean that television sports program that took over the day of the week from the uh, Catholic Church. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Just making sure. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about this song. Well, you, you, nothing good to say about it either. Apparently. That being oh, here we go. said, here we go. <laughs> I, I, it's probably worth mentioning that earlier, uh, Woger said she was going to fist fight James on the podcast, <laughs> and I believe now's the time. Now's the time. James has taken off his ring. It's time to get her going. Oh boy! Insert toss ding, of ding, hands. Ding sound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chin chin. Um, yeah. Really, like lyric wise, it was so clever. They slipped in a little reference to the Women's March in there. Like, I yeah. love the lyrics. It's great. Uh-huh. The horns are good. The horns are great. The drum beat is fantastic. Yeah, Timmy, good job. But... Here's the downside. Stop. It got played way too much. Is that its fault? Well, no, it's a great... If if people love it, then play it till so the cows come home. So why hold that against it? It's not against it. It's against... It's my personal opinion that I like songs more than it. Because I haven't now, been blasted and would, would harassed by them. Would you say that them. it's been played less or more than Bohemian Rhapsody? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Just venture and guess. No, I don't. I don't want I to don't. talk about that. Thank you so much. Interesting. That, if you want to get into it, I do. That has a an emotional attachment with me and that song. Uh-huh. Knocking at the door. No, knocking at the door. I love that song. He's talking about Sunday Night Footballs, a sport that I could not care less about. But I hear it every week as well. Because, like, somewhere in the house, one of my family members is watching football. I can't... I... That's why it's there. It's not like I hate it. It's not like I have a personal vendetta. It's overplayed. It's overplayed. I'm good with where it is, to be honest with you. (laughs) I mean, like, like, here's the thing. I've also heard it too many times, so it's just like... I have no real personal... Uh, love for the song, but I do think it is one of their best songs for sure. Like it's uh, it's, it's cool, kicks ass. Hey, hey Max, I haven't heard it enough, so keep, yeah, I'll keep, keep listening keep to keep it. Doing I, thing. Yeah, I don't care. Number uh, seven, yeah. Oh boy. Wow. So like, if you're an Arkells fan, this is not. You're probably sitting there trying to think about you know what isn't how have what they, hasn't been around yet. How haven't they said this song? Like yet? what is possibly left? And you're probably thinking, oh, they they only have sixty songs. But if you have a little app. Application called Amazon Music, which uh, I don't, which most people don't, but I do now. Uh, it's got one song on the library. Uh, number seven would be Pub Crawl, uh, their first effort at a Christmas song. 
and uh, don't don't let that scare you away because it's yeah, not it's not over, overly Christmassy. It's basically the coming home from the holidays and going out drinking with your friends. It's basically if you live in Thunder Bay, uh, it's a song about going to the Dev on like December twenty first. <laughs> yeah. So their their newest song since a little more. I would like to there remind people. There it is. Yeah. Uh, fully agreeing on this song that we like it because I had it seventh, uh, Wojer had it tenth, James had it thirteenth. Oh, I don't like it. Well, that's a shame. You had it thirteenth. So yeah, it's a know. good song. Not much. musically. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I don't know if you know this. Don't about... roast me right now. It's a great song. It's musically. Oh my god. Impressive. I don't know if you know this about James, uh, Maddie, but he's uh, he's not a big drinker. Listen, I... <laughs> Not what I thought you were no. going to go with. Um, I don't... I, I I listened to this song, like, non-stop from the time that it came out till we did this episode, trying to figure out where to accurately put it. I genuinely believe it's one of the best songs I've ever written. Uh, not just musically, the lyrics. Uh, the tune is a lot of fun. The fact that you've got three choruses, but they're all completely different tempos is just super great. Like, that's very Arkell's. It's cool. I, I, I have a lot of fun listening to it. It's a song that's four minutes and 20 seconds that feels like it's like a, a fucking whole night long. Because it kind of just takes you through what it feels like on that night. Like, it's just like the the tempo shifts and everything. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I could not agree more. Yeah. And it's very ironic that you mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody at the last song. Because I think it it's very relatable Bohemian Rhapsody. In the sense that you've heard too much? No, absolutely oh, not. Okay. Not enough, in fact. Oh, wow. Thank you so interesting. much. Interesting. Um, I am ready to fight you. Right Here we go. <laughs> Insert ding, ding, ding oh sound. Oh, my God. No, um, this song is so... I think it's clever. I think it's... Like, you say it's a Christmas song the first time I heard of it. I mean, with the whole Heavenly Father thing, whatever. Of course, that's like has to do with like Christmas I, uh, and religion. There exactly. There you go. Thank there you. Um, but it, it definitely does not come across as a Christmas song at all. And someone who loves Christmas as much as myself, Same. that's okay. I I mean, it's it's great. It's yeah. going to be on my list all year round. It will never be this high for me ever again. At number seven. Yeah. As the years go by. I'm probably going to like it more, so it's going to stay at And seven. Christmas seasons pass. It's going to go six. It will get lower. <laughs> As a song that, like, I can only really appreciate at a certain time of the year. I'm not going to listen to this song in June. I'm sorry. I'm just not. So, it's going to lose something in that essence. I think it's far enough from a Christmas song that I could listen to it all year. uh, Because it's like, I I enjoy Christmas Lights by Coldplay. But it is very Christmassy in nature. (laughs) They literally say the words Christmas. I don't get anything out of that song other than... In December, and therefore I don't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put that amongst their best songs. Like I understand your point, but like, I just like this song. There, there are Christmas songs that are played at Christmas that aren't about Christmas, but it's we true. associate them with Christmas. Actually, my favorite Christmas it, song is like, "Baby, Please Come Home," which yeah, is kind of not it, about Christmas. It, it's just like that's not about Christmas, but we associate it with it. Kicks and it, you know, again, you're not going to you're not going to listen to Jingle Bells in June. Which Sorry. leads me to number six, uh, the Arkells version of Baby Please Come Home. <laughs> I wish that actually existed. I think they've done that live, though. I, mean, I, I think I I've know. seen, like, I'm pretty sure they've done that live before. But number six is, uh, is oh yeah, by the way, go listen to the Arkells new song, Pop Crawl. Uh, number six is Hand Me Downs off of Rally Cry. Uh, I had it 20th, James had it 5th, Wojer had it, sorry, James had it 6th, Wojer had it 5th. I got one right. There you go. 
Thanks, you nailed it. Thanks. Right where it should be. Buddy. Yeah. This was the closer to their um, concert that we went to in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, I like. I have to say I did not appreciate this song as much as I did until that closer. It was so good, and now every time I hear it, I just bring it brings me right back, and it makes me so happy. And that's not the reason why it's that high. It's a great song, but that's def- it definitely helps. It's another one I liked. Rally Cry right when uh, I heard the album, just because it's the way it starts. Yeah, I think it's a great way to start the yeah. album, set the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they nailed it with this one. I, I think this. Where I, I talked about how um, Morning Report and High Noon had a lot of similarities in, in terms of the timing of the writing. Um, this is one where you could tell from the first track that when it came out, this was going to be something a little different. They'd spent enough time writing this album that it didn't matter what they'd done before. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, like the, seeing it live uh, in that atmosphere... Holy crap. Such such a game changer. Like, I've got the live version from that show we went mm-hmm. to. You can toss that on and just just knowing that, like, somewhere in there, like, you, you, you've got your own voice singing and, and you know, the rest of the yeah. 20,000 people that are at the, at the show. I think this is probably one of their more underrated songs. I agree. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not saying it should be higher than where we have it. But it's underrated, I think, in terms of... I think people... If the average Arkells fan is yeah. not going to have this in their top ten. I agree. I think the people who went to go see them and experienced the same thing as, like, everybody else... And did it have, did have it uh, pretty high on his list, too. But I just think everybody who saw them perform this and felt it and saw the... The confetti cannons go, yeah. and they just think about it every yeah. time. And it's, 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 it's definitely, special. It's underrated in terms of... The grand scope, yeah, accurately rated in terms of where we have it. I, I think, mm-hmm. anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for the invite to the Arkells concert. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Next top, the the top five. We've got uh, "My Heart's Always Yours" at number five from Morning Report. Yeah. Yep. It's a fan favorite. People, yeah. people, fucking get married to this shit. Ugh. It. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> just Ugh. gradually like it more the more I've heard it the first time a few times I've heard it I was like yeah it's good it wasn't wasn't really great for me um, but having said that Wojer had it 19th James had it 7th and I had mm-hmm. it 2nd number 2 best song that they have I think that's that's, pretty, that's in kind of wild for me to consider I, I my top 2 never switched like this really? never left the top 2 I very, very seriously considered it making my number one, but I couldn't put it number one over what I put number one. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not gonna freak out about it too Absolutely much. It's great. Not. Get on with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that, uh, that number four then is uh, never thought that this would happen off of High Noon. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite song. There's probably. It, and rightfully so because it's their Savannah best song this, yeah. actually so, yeah you did say that before uh, yeah no uh, is this their longest song I uh, know longest title not. no <laughs> longest title yes. yeah that's true uh, their longest I, I wrote that down actually their longest song is uh, Come Back Home off Morning Report oh this mm. is longer this is not Come Back Home is 449 this is mm. 450 
Well, I've got a different uh, time stamp on my lists. I copied Apple Music. It, it doesn't really matter. It's uh, I love this song. Like I think it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Come back home is uh, one second longer according to my okay. iTunes. I think it's very. It's a fun uh, story. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, you think it's the best. You talk. Yeah, it's it's fucking unbelievable. Like I, I don't know what we're talking about here. Like like I'm not going to be pissed off with Beating you guys the for not having it higher because I didn't think it would happen. Uh, I didn't think it would get this high on the list. You never but thought that this would happen. This is their best song. Like musically speaking, this is their best song. Like mm-hmm. I will not hear otherwise. You guys will disagree with me. That's fine. Um, I don't care about the lyrics. I don't care about the fucking cultural impact. I don't care about like if the fucking guitars can play a so solo. So what the hell is it number one yeah, based on? Like- Musically <laughs> speaking, it is so impactful. Like these guys, this is the peak of their musical talents coming together. No one is better than anybody else at any moment during the mm. song. But it's just five guys that are killing it at the same time. And it's unreal. It's it's an absolute tr- like pleasure to listen to. Um with a nice little set of headphones. This week's podcast sponsored by Beats Headphones. No. Um, but it's, it's oh my God, it blows my fucking mind. I'm going to the song. people at Beats an apology now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like that, you know what, man? Like, I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. Huh? I have a tenth, but if you're going to tell me that my favorite song is actually their best song, all right. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought this would happen either, but that. we're here. So. Uh, Wojo had it ninth as well, for yeah. the record. Yeah. Uh, number three. There's only three left. Stop. Yeah, Who do you guys think it either, could be? Well, yeah. I guess you'll have to find out part two of the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk we about do hockey. We got a couple yeah. hockey things we got to talk yeah. about here. Now, uh, you know, uh, David Quinn, you know, coach of the Rangers. Right, right. We got to talk about these three songs at length for an hour each. So Number three is Book Club off Michigan Left. Oh, not even the best song in the album. Uh, okay, sorry. So sorry. Uh, I had it eighth. James had it tenth. Wojer. Has it at number one. This is my favorite. Good pick, dear. Favorite song. Good pick. Thank you so much. Yep. It, that's pick. just because it says your name in it, isn't it? It's not <laughs> even my name. <laughs> I thought it was my name for the longest time, but uh, then Max put out a Something. tweet and was like, no, it's Matthew. And I was like, oh, I didn't ask. So. <laughs> um, no, it's, again, I heard it for not the first time, but... The first time I heard it live was at the Thunder Bay Blues Fest, and uh, he just told a little story about it, and I never, ever thought about this song twice in that sense, and then he talked about it so passionately that I just, I listened to it again and again and again, and then I just haven't stopped since. It was a great song. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like the meaning behind it. I think it's cool as shit. Uh, fun to listen to, and you can kind of listen to it in any situation, which is why I also liked Michigan Left Book Club very similar. Mm-hmm. It's a top ten song. I just I don't. Oh, agree. there's no doubt. No I don't doubt agree. About it's that. top three. Like I'm so sorry. You know, um, that's just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. There's a, a certain couple things I don't love about it, mm-hmm. but it, it's probably close. It, it's as close as I can get without bitching about it, as opposed to some other songs that we've covered. So. Uh, we have one song left from Morning Report. We have one song left from High Noon. I know those that are following along that are Arkells fans know which two they are. But we've got them in this order. Number two, and then some. Good segue. 
Anyway. From it's not a segue. It's it's a it's a fucking spoiler alert. I don't know. Number two, and then some from Morning Report. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and number one. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. fucking second yeah. best song. What do you want no, us to for say? Sure. Yeah, no. Um, and then some hopped around a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had it this high, but uh, at its highest, I think it was fourth. Mm-hmm. At its lowest, it was like. 40th but I will explain I will explain why (laughs) I never I don't really think I ever gave this song enough attention to be honest with you this is one where I kind of it just never really was in my regular rotation and as a result of having to do this I had to kind of go back to it a little bit more than I used to and uh, it's just a beautiful love song like I don't really know what else there is for me to say about it but there was more uh, layers to it musically than I think I thought there was initially. I kind of just thought it was was what it was when I heard it on the stereo, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in a vehicle or something like that. And the more I hear it and actually listen to it, there's a lot going on, and I think it's good. Uh, I had it sixth. James had it fourth. Woger had it third. And you might ask yourself, how does that bring it to second? Because this is the most consensus we could come <laughs> on a on a song to be this high. Um, but yeah, I'm good with it at number two. Like to be quite honest with you, it might honestly be their second best song. I don't know. Yeah. I had it as low as 19 at one point. Wow. Um, Actually, I was probably at 17. So yeah, it um, it's just it's fucking beautiful. Like I, I don't mean to be fucking, like crude about it, but like you don't have to explain this song to anybody. Like like if 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 you want to come out and and tell me that it's not a top five Arkell song sure but if you're going to tell me it's not like beautiful at the end of the day like I got no time for you because you don't know what you're talking about at that point so ain't nobody got time for that mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. I had it in the exact same spot it was put and that's that we, we, we brought you on here to have some insight and... I know but you, you you're all over the place and I just I can't say anything more than what you guys have already said I agree that's right that's it interesting yeah. so why don't you then at this point, because we got one song left, mm-hmm. this is our last chance to uh, to explain to the people um, how good the Arkells are. What's the number one song uh, that we came up with for this band from Hamilton, Hamilton. Ontario? Hamilton, uh, you said. Hamilton. Oh my god! Oh, high cats. Okay. A lot of phlegm in there. I mean, it's pretty obvious what our number one song was at this point. Uh, we picked uh, Leather Jacket. And I think that was only one of our number ones, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think we all had different number ones. We did. Yeah. Uh, Woger had it fourth, James had it second, and I had this at number one. There you go. Good. So, Brutes won. That's great. <laughs> yes, for those sir. Keep, for those keeping score. Yeah. 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 We used my algorithm. Funny right. how that worked. Right? Interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I... I will be... Uh, Filing for a recount. I want a recount on oh, um, no. fucking Quite votes. Enough. If we could stop ruining oh, our favorite no. song, looking AKA for the, Looking for the people's champ. <sighs> yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah, it's... it's Payphone. It's their best song. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... I, I, I do think it is. I tried many times to move it out of number one. I knew I was going to try to do that with whatever song I'd picked at number one. And I could not find an argument... For any other song to take over the spot. Like, there just... There wasn't one, really. 
it's not an overly complicated song musically, but it had such an immediate impact on the radio and it was just everywhere you went for a little while. And I think the idea that it's not so overplayed or anything like that in the long term has helped it age well a little bit. But even if it were, I do think it is one of those songs where I just don't think... I think it's just a classic. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, it kind of reminds me of uh, Mr. Brightside, in a way, where I just think, like, as it ages, it just gets more... I'm just able to listen to it even more. Like, Mm -hmm. I just love it more and more the more I hear it. Uh, Fun song at a concert... You know, like it's it's just great. It opens up and you know exactly what's going to play, yeah. and you freak out. Exactly, and, it is. Yeah. It is probably their biggest song, other than maybe knocking at the door. But I do think it is their best. I had it first after my first ranking. I had it first after my second ranking, and by personal reflection, I bumped it down to second. So I, I can't be mad that we no. came to this agreement that it's number one. In terms of the best song that they put out. However, you could listen to James's rebuttal episode tomorrow. <laughs> uh, just a solo episode, because we know how much you guys love that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll have, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, never Asia. thought that this would happen for 45 <laughs> minutes, and then I'll interview Asia Voss um, exclusively about the uh, LU uh, women's hockey team. So I'm looking forward to my day off. Yeah. yeah. Anything to add about Leather Jacket or the Arkells in general uh, before we depart, Roger? Well, this song. Like, it, I agree, it was probably my number one. Like, I assumed it was going to end up being number one for me, and then I ended up moving it around. Um, but it's, like, the meaning of this song, I actually recently just found out, is pretty sad. So, I mean, it's it's one of those songs I just never thought to, like, read into the lyrics. And now that I did, it's like, holy crap, I appreciate it so much more than just the music. And I would probably rank it at number two compared to my number four previous reading or rating rather but great song great song uh there you go uh tune in next time to find out when where we put uh the song payphone uh by the arkells i know that's a common misconception so if you didn't hear that ranking uh we will cover that in our next Fucking my buddy just call calls me on the on the phone on the payphone on the payphone yeah. <laughs> and calls me like man have you heard the arkells new song I'm like yeah man it's fucking pretty cool yeah man payphone what you know call me up from a payphone well those are the lyrics yeah but what do you mean it's not called that what's it called leather jacket oh my god like well they also say that just as many times if not more like what are you talking about so are you out of chicken or just no more chicken. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I could probably dig this. This is the Lace right Up, up uh, podcast. This has been the Arkells bonus episode. We've had a uh, special insider Arkells expert, um, M. Wojer, Lady of the Liquor, uh, on today. Thank you so much for uh, doing this with us. Thank we had you a lot for of fun. Having me. I hope you had as much fun. Yes. Uh, good. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, <laughs> We're a hockey podcast that has no hockey to talk about, so we don't really know when we're back next. But I mean, things have happened. Um, I I have thought because we did this episode, there is potential that we may do an episode uh, ranking and inevitably tearing apart uh, the reverse retro jerseys that came out. 
Oh, which, God damn. Which, that That happened. Yeah. That was fun. Okay, um, so there was two good ones, and then here's the 29 <laughs> bad ones. It's like, yeah. like, well, we're going to be super negative for the first hour and a half, but yeah. don't get, don't worry, it'll get fun. Um, yeah, so I don't know when we're going to be back, but we'll be back around, uh, uh, you know, well, before we're, Christmas. We're anyway. juniors, yeah, we got to, we'll at, be back the before latest. that, no matter what. But at the latest. Yeah, and then fucking season three, baby. That's crazy. That's nuts. Wow. If, uh, if you told me that we would be doing a season three of the List of Hockey podcast, uh, I myself, James Cole, would tell you that uh, I thought that would never happen. Yep, that's yeah, pretty clear. Bye bye. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, you got the button this week. You can fuck off and all. You don't know what I've been through. I've been downgraded. <laughs>